Hey, when does the show start? It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is the Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This is choked when the pressure was on. Son of the Bailey Show. All right, here it is Wednesday, the 18th day of October, 2023. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name is Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. Kyle here. He's Kyle here. is here. Kyle, on the other side of the glass. What's mm-hmm. up, dude? Uh, your phone number, 916-909-0985. You use that to get in on the text machine as well, the Odyssey app. TheBaileyShow.com. Get our podcast, the uh, BS Uncensored Another one will release today, shortly after the show, well, after we record it, because we were too lazy yesterday. <laughs> At least I was. Uh, at Listen to the BS on social media. Uh, give us a like, share, follow, and then on YouTube at uh, The Bailey Show, if you could subscribe to our channel. That'd be much appreciated. So uh, more tickets for Dirty Honey with the sound check passes. We'll do that here towards the end of this hour if you're interested. Um we also have uh, the what Scream uh, Scream Park tickets, Sacramento mm-hmm. Scream Park yeah. tickets, which Nelson is extremely excited about Friday night because we'll be taking him to uh, his. Ha- When's the last time you've been to a haunted house? Um, ten years ago, maybe, okay. maybe more. So the treat for y'all will be next week is um, we get to hear him scream, mm-hmm. yeah, and we get to watch him scream because they're nice enough to let us in so we can film and record. And there's nothing better than hearing a very large scruffy man uh, that looks like he should be living in the woods mm-hmm. off the land scream like a little schoolgirl. Yeah. My ears are going to be hurting. I already know it. Yes. I got to get my plugs. I forgot yesterday. That is accurate. <laughs> I your... have to get my plugs. You need to, yes. <laughs> Give me a pair too. It's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> like I said yesterday, it's going to be like taking my daughter to a Taylor Swift concert when she yep. was nine. <laughs> it was the first time that I ever wore earplugs at a concert and I felt like such less of a man. <laughs> But you have to. Your ears will bleed. It was funny because a listener that worked at the venue that I was taking her, I mean, this was so many years ago. This wasn't the Eras tour. Mm. My daughter's 18 now, so this has been nine years ago, whatever tour that was. And somebody called and said, hey, dude, you you might want to wear earplugs. I'm like, I don't wear earplugs to a concert. I mean, I wish I'd been wearing earplugs to concerts for many years. But at that time, I was like, I'm not wearing earplugs. He's like, no, no, no. It's not because the music's bad or the music's too loud. That's not why you're wearing the earplugs. You're wearing the earplugs because the eight-year-olds that you're surrounded by <laughs> won't stop screaming. And the no. decibel <laughs> level that they get to with how high, I mean, it's, it's. if you were to look it up, it's ridiculous. I mean, it like, uh, it, it's equivalent to like some really high-pitched. Like a jet going off right next to you. Yeah, it, yeah. that's how bad it is. Ugh. So anyway, you can go to Sacramento Screen Park. We'll give those tickets away. Uh, you don't know Jeff, so closer to eight o'clock, we'll do that. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, fat bribe, big fat bribe, once again, where you can win $500. You'll be listening for a specific song, and when you hear that song, you're caller 18. If you're wondering what song it is, uh, that's great. Uh, we'll tell it to you when we get back. <laughs> that's great. Well, no, I'm excited that you're excited. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to be excited to win $500. Right. So far, so good. I was to say, so far, they've been pretty excited, the two who've won on uh, our show. Like, you have to understand, that the, the radio side of things, like, we do promotion, we give you $500, you know, let's not beat around the bush. We're doing it 
to to make you listen to the radio station. Right? Yes. You know, because we live and die by ratings. Mm-hmm. So if we got to cheat to win, we cheat to win. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, so you get the $500. But when you call to get the $500, I mean, this isn't one of those, like, national contests where, you know, you call some 800 number and, 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 and you know. Someone amongst the millions and millions and millions of people in the U.S. are going to win it. Right. I mean, like, you listening in Sacramento will yeah. will win the $500. It's, yes. it's just that simple. This is a local contest. That's Every what time. We're, that's what we're doing. Also, we ask in returns, you're excited. Yeah. You know, we've had some good excitement last time because then we take that audio and then we play it the rest of the day. So somebody that didn't hear it originally go, wow, this radio station's really got its act together. Right. And we <laughs> need to be listening so we can win too. Little do you know. Exactly. Yeah. Little, yeah, it's all, look, this business is all smoke and mirrors and lies. That's all it is. It's like a courtroom. Yes. yes. Smoke and mirrors <laughs> and lies. We're like the judicial system. Uh huh. It's all a big fib. Mm-hmm. Right. But you got to help us with the fib. Right. It's Shakespeare, you know. Yeah, you're a part of the play. You're a part of the play, the real life play. Uh, last night, I, I I went to my FBI training class as a Buck Wagon cover, Agent Buck Wagon cover. And, you know, so the agent that we had in here, Mr. Asani, Agent Asani, right? That was his name. I think it was. Uh, I feel like it's Kadena. It was Ed Kadena, wasn't it? No, not. I'm trying to figure out who the who the who the person was that gave you the patch. Yeah, I because feel- I think it's the same guy that gave me this last night. Let me see. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Oh, it is cool. It's like a little metal gu- little gun. Yeah. And you got the little FBI badge on it. Yeah, and it was kind of Ooh. embarrassing because it was, you know, a whole group of people in this class. This class by the way, this class that I'm taking, and and you can do it. Like you can you just have to reach out to the FBI or go to the FBI's website and figure out Oh, you're finally admitting <laughs> you're finally admitting this. What? That that normal humans can actually take this class? Well, again, we have this problem with you, Nelson. Stop cutting me off. Let me finish. Hmm. There's a different class for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the class I'm taking. Oh, excuse me. My apologies. This is a special advanced (laughs) FBI class that I'm taking. So please stop cutting me off so I can finish my thought. You know what? I apologize. Anyway, my special advanced training class, uh, I got this last night. But it was kind of embarrassing because, you know, he gets up there and Kind of points me out, and he's like, I got something for you, and he didn't get the rest of the class. Oh, oh, no. So now he's put a target on your back. Right, like, literally. This is a little metal gun with the FBI <laughs> thing. How but, did your classmates react to that? Did they give you the stank face? I, got a little, I think I got a little side eye. Oh, yeah. I think you did, too. I think I did, yeah. Like, who does he think he is? Right, exactly. And why is he giving him something yeah. special and not us? I know. I felt a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. You're going to have to watch your back in class now. Uh, that's why I sit by the wall. Okay. Yeah. Stay there. I'm not letting, it, uh, but you know, so he can see all points of ingress and egress <laughs> as well. <laughs> I got to tell you guys, though, this is the most fascinating thing I might have—I think I've ever done in my life—to learn about what the FBI does and what these these agents and and people do that work there is absolutely fascinating. You know, I mean, it really, really is, and it's terrifying all at the same time. Right. You know, we have an agent that's coming in on this Friday for uh, our FBI Fridays. He's going to talk about uh, civil rights. I mean, that's that's part of what the FBI does with hate crimes and so on and so forth. So he spoke last night and uh, he was like kind of doing a, you know, an exercise where he would give an example mm-hmm. and he would ask the classes that a hate crime or is it not a hate crime under the statutes. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, and I mean, it's just it's fascinating. The statistics are depressing. How much hate there is out in the world, you know. And and every time that you know, I've only been in this class twice, right? Because I missed the the second week because I had the leak at the house and whatnot. But it, I I just like I have this feeling every time if 
can you, you know, we have these days. You have, you know, National Payback or Friend Day was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think today is National No Beer Day. You know, all these goofy days, right, mm-hmm. that people make up. and But they're fun. There's nothing wrong with having fun. Get your mind off of the seriousness in the world. There's nothing wrong with that. But could you imagine if we had a National No Crime Day or a No Crime Month? You know, maybe it gets to that point. But just one day where all the evil in the world says, you know what, today we're not going to, we're going to, like, it's a challenge to see if we, we're, we're not going to put a swastika on the side of a, of a you know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, or we're not going to go out and beat up uh, somebody of color because they're somebody of color. Yeah. You know, or rob a store because we're uh, not going to go to jail because it's less than $1,000. Uh-huh. Can you imagine if there's just 24 hours mm-hmm. that somebody, that these people, the evil, because there's evil in this world. That's what it is. It's pure, 100% evil. That's all it is. It's evil. Uh, people that do bad things are evil people. But could you imagine just one day for them just to grab some balls about themselves and take a step back and go, you know what? It's National No Crime Day. I'm going to participate. They should make that a day just to see if people would challenge themselves and not commit a crime. Right. Right. And then take the <laughs> statistics of just that day and then go, look, you're better than that. You can mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Like if there's National No Smoking Day or whatever it is, even those that have been smoking their whole life are going, because of the day, it gives me incentive to try not to do it. And everybody, not just hardcore criminals, people like myself that yep. break the law daily because I speed, mm-hmm. like everybody don't break the law. Like right. everybody drive the speed limit, oh. stop at the stop signs, do all I'm the, do all the laws. I'm no, out. that's what nope. we got to do if it's no crime day. No crimes can be committed. Maybe we find a way to pitch that. Maybe we should. And that will be our, our one thing. Who puts out these days? have to be the governor right or the mayor okay it's not a it's not Hello. a local thing it'd well, be a state would, thing um, yeah you we could have we could get in touch with with newsom and see if he'll make a proclamation yeah Ooh, make, they yeah. can make a proclamation for almost anything so like i've done you, it before if you make a convincing argument yeah i it, actually i think it can be done on a local level because i did something like mm-hmm. before earth day was a, a thing sure uh back in orlando many many years ago i went to the speaker and the mayor I was you know we had a relationship with the mayor and and he pointed it out that uh, I created this day in Orlando. For, you invented Earth Day? Well, it was it was like a, <laughs> it was something. It was like a Green Day or Don't something. Be humble. It, it, it was yeah. I think I did. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Actually, <laughs> I really do. I Your name should be somewhere in the book then if right. you created it. No, I, 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 I opted for the anonymous. No, he didn't do it for the pub. No, no, I did it for the Earth. Yeah. Did it for the world. I did it for the world. <laughs> Just, you know, God put me here to do good things. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just trying to live up to his standards. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he wanted me to do. Of course he does. That's why I'm going to this advanced FBI. <laughs> <laughs> advanced class. Yeah. It was picture day yesterday, too. Oh, no. Yeah. Did you, what did you dress like yesterday? Uh, I wore some uh, gray, nice, slacky jeans. A black button-up shirt and a black sports jacket. Okay, so mm-hmm. you was ready for picture yeah. day. Yeah. Did you wear tennis shoes? No, I wore. Uh, Dressed like a Harvard professor. Did you have <laughs> patches on your elbows? <laughs> that's not Harvard. That's cool, dude. I look good. <laughs> uh, no, they were dress shoes, but they're okay. they're they're like dress down dress shoes. Okay, I got you. Understood. You know, they weren't shiny leather. Mm-hmm. They were more like not sneaker material but sneaker material but they had the dress form okay mm, i know yeah. I, I know what you're talking about obviously that's I didn't nice look, for picture day i didn't look that great because my wife did not take a picture of me as i left the house no. so <laughs> i guess i i guess i didn't look that great 
And I also signed up for, you know, we we have to all pitch in and, and bring dinner. Mm-hmm. So last night somebody had brought, uh, was it Chipotle, I think it was, mm-hmm. or something with the chips and went, you know, I thought, not for nothing, and I don't know who brought it, but I'm not trying to say bad things about you, but mm. it's not much effort. <laughs> like, if you're going to do a potluck, put a little effort into it. So, <laughs> so, so I signed up. November. You better never leave that wall. <laughs> November two is my night, and I okay. signed up for the main dish. And you're doing the brisket. I'm doing a brisket. Okay. Yeah, I want to. I want to start it the night before. They're not going to be ready for it. No, nah, they ain't going to ready for mm-hmm. it. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make some noise in this class. You are. That's why you better stay on that wall. Yes. I'm gonna come back next year and teach at Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> the pattern is full. Okay. <laughs> Negative Ghost Rider. The pattern <laughs> is full. Uh, so it's, I'm uh, making a. I'm standing out in classes, put it that way. I see. Yeah. Nice. Plan. I can. You know what? And I ask a lot of questions because I think they're looking for, you know, like Men in Black, uh-huh. where they kind of test you with the table. and the, and the. I think they're looking at somebody to bring on. Oh. Yeah. So you're asking the questions so, so they can see what your mind's Right. At. I'm trying to stand out in class because I think like one day after class, like like the last class, uh-huh. as everybody's exiting the front, mm-hmm. they're going to pull me to the side and say, hey, can we talk to you for a second? Mm-hmm. And I'll go into a special area of the FBI headquarters. Ooh. That's what I think is going to happen. I've got a good, I'm pretty good with stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a visionary. Uh, all right, your bribe song of the day. We'll tell you what that is when we get back so uh, you can win yourself $500. Get you the details again. Toy Hall of Fame. Uh, the Forgotten Five, which I think is a cool term. Five different toys that always have been come uh, come up to make it into the Hall of Fame but never make it into the Hall of Fame. Now they're allowing us to cast our vote as fans. Oh, One of them near and dear to my heart. So I'll tell you what those are here in just a minute. Hang on. Show me the money. All right. It's 98 Rocks. Big Fat Hey, welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D, Nelson, Kyle on the other side of the glass. And once again, opportunities for you to win $500 throughout the day here on 98 Rock. You'll just be listening for this song from Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire. Great band, great song. Mm-hmm. I expected more from you guys, to be honest with you. From us? No, from, from, oh, from the, the Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon. <laughs> I was like, I was going to sing along, but like. No, not you. Oh. It's not always about you, Nelson. It's about Kings like, of I Leon I get right now. why she's not singing. She doesn't know the lyrics. It's funny you say that because <clears> I was sitting here in my, in my head. I was thinking, if I was a listener and I had to call in for this contest, I wouldn't win because I wouldn't remember when the song came on that it was a song I was supposed to call for. <laughs> What do you mean? Like you're not listening now, so you're not listening. Like you can't pair up the song in your head. No, it I, it would it would cross my mind. Like I would be like, okay, I'm listening. What's the song? You guys play this little clip, and I'd be like, okay, that's what I need to listen for. Mm-hmm. And then when it actually came on, I, I still wouldn't recognize it in time. Like I would be caller number five hundred and twenty-four. Well, if you're listening to the radio station, right? You're listening, and you assume you hear the first second of the song, yes, mm-hmm. and you just don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a little hint for you is three seconds before that first second of the song, you're going to hear this. It's 98 Rocks, Big Fat 
Jack Prime. Yeah. That's a little oh, secret. Okay. Now, personally, okay. I would have probably thrown in the number or something in there. <laughs> yeah, probably. That would have been. That's just me, but nobody listens to me. So. I didn't make it. Yeah. I, I, I keep to myself now. That's my new MO. I don't open my mouth. I just come to work and go home and sleep. And then go to the gym and then repeat. That's all I do. Uh, but for the rock listener, of course, you're going to know Kings of uh, of Leon and Sex on Fire. It's one of my favorite songs, fantastic band. Anyway, when you hear that next time in its entirety in that little gimmick that uh, Nelson played beforehand, you're going to be caller 18. And when you're caller, and it's going to happen this morning. We'll have an opportunity for you to win the $500 this morning. And I'll again give you a, a like way big heads up on when it's going to happen. So just pay attention and deal with us and, and all that good stuff. Um, so best of luck to you. The Toy Hall of Fame, which I love, I love talking about the Toy Hall of Fame every mm-hmm. single year. It's just because it's so nostalgic. It brings it back. Maybe not Jacks or Kick the Can and some of the old no. stuff that they throw in there. But there's a lot of toys that don't make it. You know, just like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or any Hall of Fame. There's people that don't make it. So they call it the Forgotten Five, which is a handful of toys that regularly approach the the Toy Box royalty as finalists for the National Toy Hall of Fame, but they get tossed back into the pile. And for one of them, this is the this is the year they finally make it in, uh, because they're allowing fans us uh, to decide which one. So the different finalists is they have the Fisher Price Corn Popper. Do you remember that? That is my number one favorite toy of all time. I played with this toy until my handle broke off. Mm-hmm. It was a parent's worst nightmare. I loved it because it made uh, so yes. much noise. <laughs> And it was a it was a push toy and it had the colorful balls in it mm-hmm. and you would just push it around and it was it like pop. popcorn. Pop, 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 pop. But was, this is another one of those toys where when you were a girl, you felt like you were vacuuming. So that's what I used to do. I used to be pretend vacuuming with Well, mine. if that's the case, then you know, that should go in because it's making a good woman right there. <laughs> oh my god. I gotta go home and ask my wife if she ever had the Fisher Price corn popper. I don't think she did. That's what her parents made a mistake. Uh, My Little Pony, the mini horses, uh, that's part of the Forgotten Five. I mean, my yeah, little... I can't. That's just surprising if He Man has made it in that My Little Pony hasn't yet. I my guess. Little Pony yeah. was the deal for it like was iconic. 10 I just years. didn't really get into it much. It didn't do nothing for me. Like I remember, I got my first one, and I'm like, all right, I got a pony, and then I'm like, well, what am I gonna do with it? Ever... It didn't go in with my Barbies. And... Did I ever tell you my little My Little Pony story? No. <laughs> I don't tell this very often. Well, let's hear it. It's kind of creepy. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's why I, I'm always hesitant. Now I'm on, like, too <laughs> no, far. You have to. What, what did you do with them? So, actually, I got two My Little Pony stories. Okay. So, when I was a kid, I was, like, seven, and there was a My Little Pony special that ran at night one time, and I watched it, and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I went into my mother's bedroom, and I was upset, and I said, can I talk to you? And she says, yeah, what's wrong? I said, I just watched this My Little Pony special, this cartoon. It was on. She goes, okay. I said, am I gay? What? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's my first story. She goes, no, you're not gay. I was like, cool. Oh. So uh, the second story is years later when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I'd just gotten out of college. I was hanging out with a girl that I dated on and off, and we we're, were just friends and hanging out. And she had a friend with her, and she was in it. They were, they were in the acting world, you mm-hmm. know, theme park acting and all that stuff. And... Uh, the girl was semi-attractive. You know, she was okay. But uh, I found out that she was the girl in all the commercials. Oh, how cool. She was the little redheaded girl. So I had to hook up with her. Well, obviously. But no. it was creepy because all as I remember her was from the girl in the I know, but this, that validated that you weren't gay. 
Yeah, that definitely right. Not. Full circle. Yeah, finally, <laughs> figured it out. Uh, Pez also on the list. Everybody is Pez a toy. Like I'm a Pez collector, but I don't wouldn't consider that a toy. Me either. That's like food. Uh, well, even see. Jacks is a better entry, I think, than Pez. The Pogo Stick also on there. That's a toy. But that, I mean, that's from that like, feels like it's the early 1900s. I can't believe the Pogo isn't in there. But shouldn't Pogo at this point not even be a public vote? It should be like, how did uh, didn't Megadeth get like honorarily added to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? They're like a legend award or whatever. Well, if they're looking for fans of the Pogo Stick to vote online, <laughs> I, I, I I don't see it making it. Like you find them on Facebook with your mom. I mean, the Pogo Stick was a like really a thing in the early, like it came out in the early 1900s. <laughs> Those people aren't around anymore no you know and, and and those that are around they aren't on the computer you know uh and the last is a fan favorite of mine is hasbro's transformers that feels like a crime that i can't i can't believe that's not in the toy hall of fame absolutely transformers, transformers. was a toy of a generation yes you know i mean you had transformers gi joe star wars you had the big three mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and 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 if you were a toy kid like i was in the 80s those those are the three that you collected sure uh, and Transformers was a big deal. Don't give He-Man short shrift, though. Okay. He well, I would consider. But He-Man isn't on the same level as the Transformers He-Man's toy. In. Okay, so let's walk that back. He-Man <laughs> is already in the Hall of Fame. So then, what are you arguing about? What I'm saying is, he's already given those three, and I feel like he should have four. It, should, it, it, should it be, shouldn't if they're already in. It's not even an argument. I I. As a toy connoisseur. Uh-huh. All right. And I was a He-Man collector as well. You want to talk about worrying if you're gay or not, going back and watch those cartoons. Yeah, really. I was really into He-Man, and that explains some things. Transformers trumps He-Man. Yeah, agreed. I was always jealous of the kids who had the Transformers toys, and I had all of the He-Man toys. And I'll tell you why. Because Transformers were so big that they had to make spinoffs for kids that couldn't afford Transformers. Oh, yep. So you had GoBots. Definitely had some GoBots. And then you had an even more watered-down version of just some brand. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. He-Man was never knocked off. Nope, it wasn't. They tried to give it for girls with She-Ra for a little bit. But... So if you were to like do the watered-down mm-hmm. toys outside of those big three from yes. the 80s, He-Man would be a second tier mm-hmm. with Mask. I don't know if anybody remembers the Mask oh, toys. Oh, Mask, Yes. Wow, I completely forgot about them. They were like undercover. and They wore masks. Uh-huh. And, and, and the toys, they had these little rubber masks that you could put on. Uh-huh. And it was way cool. But it was a water day. And they had a cartoon that went along with it. Yep. And it was really cool. But it was not at the level of Transformers, oh, I'll give you that. Star Wars. Ha, 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 he told you. <laughs> well, ha, 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 his Transformers are sitting <laughs> on the outside trying to limp in on a Legacy Award. And my guy got voted in last year. Are you sure? That's the case. What? Because the He-Man that's in the Toy Hall of Fame mm-hmm. could actually be an unknown Transformer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Cannot prove or deny. First round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what new restriction is coming to SAC and what famous sports announcer is vocal again. All right. Two big stories from today. Getting you learned with the first round of headlines here in a minute. Stand by for news. All right, first round of headlines. Big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. 530 Good Air. Best service, best price. That is guaranteed. Nick D. Water changes are coming November 1st. H1.
Well, starting next month, new watering rule is going to begin for Sacramento City residents. CBS 13 Sacra Gray is live in Sacramento with what the city is asking for to help lower water usage. And I know a lot of residents are like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> starting November 1st, there will be new restrictions in Sacramento for use of water. Um, you'll only be able to use your water as far as like your sprinklers and things like that. Saturdays and Sundays, any time of the day, but watering on weekdays will be prohibited. And if you're caught violating this rule, then you will be fine. Well, they'll first give you a notification to say, hey, you can't run the water. That'll be free. The second one, you'll get like a $25 fine. The third one, $100. Is that us too? Like, or is that like, I, I'm still not. You said Sacramento County? It says Sacramento County, but I'm not sure that's not like what the restrictions are for that. So I would say look in your individual counties because this is a California thing because of the droughts that sure. they have here. This is why they have the water restrictions. And at different times of the year, the restrictions change. So you have to always be looking at your county. And if you go to whatever your county website is, it'll tell you the mm. restrictions, the dates, and all those things. God, only if we lived close to the Pacific Ocean. Well, yeah, but like you can't. I don't think you can just pour. You can't pour salt water out of the grass. I know. I'm joking. Was the uh, woman in that report? Was her name Sack Gray? Doing a story on Sacramento. That was pretty neat. Did you not hear that? I did I not didn't. pick up on that. Like, we're gonna throw it to Sack Gray. Sack. Doing a live shot about water. Thank you, Sack Gray. I, I'm sure that can't be her name, but it sounded like that was her name. I was like. Well, it was you're... the person's name for sure. I just didn't notice that it was Sack Gray. I, I don't know if that's if that's the case. I'm like, God, you're tailor made for this market, Jesus. Right. <laughs> like, we're gonna throw it to Tex Dallas, you know, and you're, no. you're you know you're in Texas <laughs> right. in Dallas. This is great. All right, second headline. We finally have a happy in, a happy ending cancer story for this week. H two. Hi everybody, Dick Vitale. This is the first time mm. I've been able to speak. I'm emotional. I'm excited. I didn't speak now, you gotta understand, for seven months. You're the first people hearing my voice in a long, long time. That's the legendary voice voice of Dick Vitale. He's not been able to speak for the past seven months because mm. he had vocal cord cancer. His doctors are now saying that the tissues are fully healed. He sees no evidence of cancer whatsoever any longer in his body. Now he just has to rest up, and uh, Dick Vitale says he's definitely going to come back to broadcasting because it's what he loves. Let me tell you something. He lives in Tampa. I've mm -hmm. had many conversations with Dick Vitale, hung out with him numerous times. Oh, he is one that. of the sweetest, most humble men you could possibly meet. And I'm not even a huge basketball guy, but every, mm -hmm. you know, you know, Dick Vitale, he's a household name, yes, right? you know, you, you know, his catchphrases <laughs> and all that good stuff. You spot his voice and it saddens me to death to hear just him talk like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'd be at a Rays game or something when I was living in Tampa and he's just such a great human being. Not that you wish this on anyone, mm -hmm. but when you've met someone or have a relationship with someone, not that I have a relationship with them, but I've met them numerous times, talked to them, it just saddens you to the core right. to hear that somebody's going through that. And he's such a great, like, he loves his grandkids. He loves his kids. He's such a family man. It's very, very sad. That's why I'm so happy that he he's getting a happy ending. You know, we've uh, talked about Suzanne Summers losing her life to cancer this week. So <laughs> when I saw this story, I'm like, we have to talk about this. Finally, some good coming. He's beat the cancer, and he's, he's you know, recovering well. All right. You want Dirty Honey tickets? We've got a pair to give away here next. This includes sound check passes. you got to be available tomorrow. It's at Ace of Spades. Got to get there, like, Around 4 o'clock, so early in the day. 3.30. 3.30. All right, so you got to get there early in the day. But you got to give us a story in return. I want to know the worst first date spot 
you've ever been taken to mm. or you've taken someone to. There's a reason I'm asking this. It seems to be a trend on the Internet of women totally shunning their dates <laughs> because the guy is taking them to a place that's not up to par for them. We've even got some audio from some of these stories. Mm-hmm. All right, so the worst first date spot you've been taken to or you've taken someone to, like they've called you out on it or have been called out on it. We'll get these tickets to see Dirty Honey with sound check passes, which is really cool. All right, start lining up, please. 916-909-0985. Again, 916-909-0985. We'll have that conversation. Take your phone calls uh, when we return. Hang on. Hey, welcome back to the program. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Good morning. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Kyle on the other side of the glass. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. Worst first date spot you've been taken to or you've taken someone to. It seems to be a trend on the internet with these greedy, high-class biatches uh, that are not satisfied with where these guys are taking them. I'll get to that here in a second. Is your name Akia? Akia. Akia. Yeah. Okay. Are you in witness protection? Yeah. Okay, I can't be, you sound like you're in witness protection. Yeah, huh? yeah sounds very grainy. Uh, Sacramento, uh, worst first date spot. Is this somewhere you were taken or you took someone to? Uh, I took someone to. All right, where was that? Uh, so I took her to Benihana's in uh, Los Angeles. We what? drove all the way from Sacramento. Okay, that's a good spot. What? Be- Benihana's wow, nice. What a six-hour drive. Six-hour drive for Benihana's? And why'd you, why'd you yeah. do the drive? So she was really adamant on going out there. She said she'd never been there. And it was like, I don't know. She was like a food person, you could say. And when it came to Benihana's, it was like almost like a dream of hers, I guess. I don't know. So why was it a, Why was it the worst spot? Who had a problem with it? Uh, it, ended, it, ended, it ended bad for me. Why? So I drove all the way out there, about six and a half, seven hour drive. And we get there. I spend probably maybe up to like three hundred dollars in yeah. in food, probably a hundred dollars in gas. I wasn't worried about it; that was expected. Um, so we're eating. We had dessert, everything. We got through the whole five course meal, and we get back to like you know. I mean, we're we're about to leave. We're about to head back to Sacramento, and she's like, "Well, there's still one thing I have to do." Like, and she's like, kept asking the waiter about this boat of like it's like a eight to 12 person platter of food and she's been asking them for i mean throughout the entire day and i i so she's like i, I need to get it and i'm like what do you mean you need to get it like that's like a 500 dollars platter of food i'm not i'm not gonna order it just so you can see it i mean they have a picture on the wall you can see that like i'm not we're not even gonna eat that and we can't save it like what do we that makes no sense and she's like i don't think you know who i am but I get what I want. She's like, if I want a new purse, you buy me a new purse. And this is food. Ooh. If I'm not worth food to you, then I'm not worth anything to you. And I'm like, what? So did she live in Sacramento as well? Yeah. Okay, so you had to do that six-hour back drive with this thing. Yeah. After I dropping four bones. So I'm assuming right. there, there was no second date and she didn't get her $500 platter on uh-huh. top of that, right? No, I didn't. She called me the next day. 
wanted to apologize, and I didn't. I blocked her number. Okay, so in this case, uh, for this gentleman, hang on. It, it's Benny Hanna. Even though Benny Hanna is a good spot, it is. I but, wouldn't drive six hours. Though, but it was it. the six-hour <laughs> drive, and it was pricey. Wow. You know, I mean, you know, I'm sure that my man's got some some coin in his pocket, but you know. But it's you, also after the meal. You, 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 yeah, you want to drop it on somebody that's going to appreciate it. If um, you're going to big time him like that, at least do it at the beginning where it, maybe there might be a chance of, A, convincing him, and B, eating some of the actual food. So uh, I'll tell you why we're bringing this up here in a second. But if you want in on this, um, the, the, the best story, I'll get you these tickets for Dirty Honey, which is tomorrow. They're performing at Ace of Spades. Now, these, these passes also include sound check passes. Mm-hmm. So not only get, do you get to go see the show with a great band, uh, but you get to go early and watch them do sound check, which is really, really neat if you've never done that. So if you're available tomorrow and you want in on this conversation and you've got a really crappy first date spot you've been taken to or you've taken someone to, uh, feel free. 916-909-0985. And again, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this seems to be like, you know, every once in a while we'll get this window of, of trends on the internet. And right now there's a, a that window of trends of, of women like and guys that are posting these videos of their first date or their date not appreciating where they're taken mm-hmm. uh, because it doesn't live up to their standards. The one uh, the biggest one, I guess, because it's got all, like over a, a million views, is this dude's taking this girl. And by the way, she should just be happy that somebody's taking her out. Uh, it's a cheesecake factory. And she makes this whole big thing. She records him, puts it on TikTok to try to shame him right. for taking her to the cheesecake factory. And it has backfired on her big time. Because she looks like she's, I mean, she's a, she is a bitch. She yes. looks like a Ungrateful. bitch. Ungrateful. She does not appreciate the fact that the man is even taking you on a date. So many times now, men try to hook up with you. They don't even take you to Applebee's, mm-hmm. let alone try to plan an actual date for you. She looks like a total idiot in this video the whole entire time. The guy is opening her door for her, all the right things, and she's just complaining. Give me uh, some sound from this. Give me C1. This is the Cheesecake Factory, y'all. What's the problem with that? This is a chain restaurant. Who takes someone that looks like this to a chain restaurant. She's in like a green dress. Snobby fat bitch. I would have left you in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) I would have thrown whatever chips I had under my car seat at you and left. Uh, Give me uh, her explaining uh, doing her job, uh, that she's doing her job as a woman. C2. I mean, I feel like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do as a woman. But I I got myself all made up. There's nothing wrong with the Cheesecake Factory. Right. Yes, there's a lot wrong with the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> cheesecake Factory ain't cheap, by the way. No. It is not. And they have the best cheesecake of any place I've been to. And by the time you get your seat, my man right here got to Los Angeles because it's like yeah. not a quick in and out. <laughs> exactly. No. That line to get a seat is there's a lot of people trying to get to Cheesecake Factory. No. Uh, one last one, C3. Where we were going to go originally. See, now that's that's where that's where we should have went. All right. So something had happened. He had planned on going, and then they like called him and said his reservation was given away. So no, it that's not what happened. Oh. It took her too long to get ready oh. for the date. So when he pulled up to her apartment to pick her up, he sat outside and waited an hour for her. So they Uh-oh. lost their reservation because she wasn't on time. Oh, and he that's that, what happened. And he was going to take her to the place she wanted to go to. Exactly. Yeah, because I don't think Cheesecake Factory takes reservations. No, they don't. Yeah. First come, first serve. First come, first serve. That's how it goes. Yeah. So if if you. Excuse me. If you go out on a first date, right? Let's just say first date. I mean, 
is there really a bad spot you can be taken to? No, I have a rule for my first dates. I have to go to Applebee's. That a girl. That's mm. it. And the reason why I do that is because so many men now feel like women are taking advantage of them and just wanting free food. So I choose Applebee's. We're going to do two for 20. If this don't work out, you can't tell nobody I used you for food. I got $20. I right like here. it. I like it. That's, That's what strong. I do. That's strong. I like Because nobody likes to go to Applebee's by no. themselves. Mm-mm. You know, you want to go with somebody. And Applebee's right. is a great spot. They got mm-hmm. the best honey mustard in three counties. It's cheap. The purpose of a first date is to talk and get to know somebody <laughs> and see what's going on. And the best commercials. Yeah. They do have the best commercials. And they got a dude that made a song about them. Right. You know, the shake and the one check song guy. What more do you want? Yeah, I mean, it, that's that's top line. See, here was my problem when I was dating. And my wife's going to beat me up for saying this because I didn't do this with her. <laughs> Just turn the radio down, right? Right, turn it off. <laughs> right. Our, our relationship started a little bit differently and, and a lot faster. It was not the normal courting. It mm-hmm. was the wine and dining. I see you, you see me. When you know, you know, man. Let's go to the bedroom. You know, that's kind of all started. <laughs> Big Daddy Bang Bang. That was, that was the last time he made an appearance. Okay. <laughs> Ten years ago. <laughs> Since then, he's been retired a little bit. But so, you know, when you meet, like from a guy's standpoint, you, you do want to, you, you want to, you, you want to impress mm-hmm. one because you want them to be happy. You want, but it's really about the image mm-hmm. is that, you know, they're going to talk and you want them to say, well, this guy did this and this guy did that. Right. right. He, he, you know, he was strong. My problem was I always overdate it because i did too much i was again my wife's gonna laugh if she's listening i'm waiting for the text i would consider myself a romantic oh okay Okay, so i I would in a lot i was usually dating younger women Mm -hmm. and you know if you're in your 30s and you're going to the girl in her 20s and you're taking them out to a nice place that they're not used to and a bottle of wine and you know i was trying to be that guy Mm mm-hmm and I really wasn't that guy, but I was I was groomed. I was brought up is that's what you do as a man. Mm-hmm. You take a woman out to a nice place and show them a good time. So you spent too much money on first dates. Well, it was not a lot of hookups, but, you know. But did the women <laughs> complain about it? Were they I, ever unappreciative? I, let's put it this way. There were very few times if I were going to a nice place that I did not know somebody at the place. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> One of those, gotcha. Yeah, uh, you know, a little discount. But anyway, uh, and, and they would walk away with saying that I, I was it was overkill. You know, I got that a couple different times mm. with girls. That it was like you did too much. Imagine that. Because those were young girls. Right, exactly. But then, you know, the flip side of that is if, again, from a guy's point of view, if you take a woman out, you know, my man driving to L.A., Benny, like that all sounds cool. Like, you know, road trip, you get to know each other. Right. But you don't do that on a first date, and that's that's where he went wrong. Mm-hmm. You do that with somebody that you've been dating, you know. Now you want to surprise her with something she's always wanted to do. Let's go do this. Not first date. See, I disagree. You, you look at the movies. You go, uh, you, like, what's the movie where it's like, we're going to go, um, oh, Pretty Woman. Okay. We're going to go to see the opera in San Francisco so we get on my private jet and we fly. Now, if that guy would have said to that girl, we're going to go to Benihana in L.A., we're going to hop on my private jet, she would have been fine with it. Oh, absolutely. Okay, but still, that's, you know, what, 45-minute flight, you got to go to the airport, you got to do this, you got to do that. There's a lot that goes into it. She's a gold digger, though. She would have been fine with that because he would have had the type of money that he would have took her to Benihana's, closed the restaurant down, and bought her anything she wanted. Right. That's the difference. Well, I, 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 I don't... It's very, in my opinion, it's very difficult to have a bad first date spot. 
Because if you get a story out of it, and it's always about the story. You know, when you meet somebody, you always go back to how you met, the first date. And the best stories and the best relationships come from a disaster. Mm-hmm. I had a disaster first date. It will take me too long to explain it. Well, I'm going to come back, so if you want to <laughs> tell the story, that's fine. Because I, I want to see if I can get some more more people to, to participate here for these tickets. i got to unload these dirty honey tickets. So if you do have a uh, worst first date spot you've been taken to or you took somebody to, we'll carry this over with Nikki's story and uh, hopefully yours if you've got them. Again, you also get sound check passes. So you get to go before the show to see the show. You see the show, but you see the sound check before the show. Does that make sense? That makes yes. a lot of sense. Did I sell it good? Check to the well, sound check to the check, check, one, two. Right, exactly. That's what I was saying. Let's go. I was checking. <laughs> check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three, four. Hello? Check, baby, check, baby, <laughs> one, two, two, three. Okay. <laughs> I'm the rum shaker. You are the rum shaker. That's right. Shaking it's it all. It's a catch 2020. It is a catch 2020. <laughs> All right, uh, Kyle's lining you guys up, 916-909-0985. We'll take your stories uh, and give away these third. Well, maybe, I guess, I don't know. Uh, when we get back here in a minute, hang on. I totally forgot about this. Talking about worst first date spots, since that seems to be the internet trend with these women getting all pissed off the dudes, like this one woman mad that she was taking a, what, Cheesecake Factory? Cheesecake mm-hmm. Factory. All right. And I've got time, by the way, if, uh, if if you want to share a story for these tickets to see Dirty Honey tomorrow at Ace of Spades with sound check passes, 916-909-0985. Again, 916-909-0985. But so my wife and I have been together for 10 years. And I was sitting there going, Where did, what was our first date? Because it was kind of unorthodox. Like how we met, she had hired me because where she was working, she was in the service industry to come out and host an event. So we kind of met that at that event. And then she was working somewhere. We were at a, she was working at a Killers concert, uh-huh. uh, or the Killers were performing at this concert. And I, we hung out there, and then she came home with me that night. So we didn't have a traditional first date. It was not a traditional kind of setup. So I was like, "Where did where was like our our first date? First date? Our first date?" So she used to work at the Hard Rock uh, Cafe in Orlando, and all of her ex boyfriends worked there too. No. Oh. Uh, side note: That's where I married my first wife at the Hard Rock Hotel. Okay, so we go out on a date with our friends, um, the former bassist for the band Nonpoint, my buddy Ken, mm-hmm. and his wife at the time, mm-hmm. and we were going to see Bob Saget. Aww, and so nice. we we go, yeah, rest in peace, Bob. So we go, uh, we all meet up, and we go, and we take the little ferry. Uh, well, we go and eat, and when we go and eat, her ex-boyfriend comes over to the table, and I didn't know it was her ex-boyfriend, this guy with, like, a furry face, and he starts crying. And it like pulls her off the table, starts crying, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So it got weird, like right out of the gates. <laughs> and then we go to uh, walk over to the Hard Rock Live next door, and another one of her ex-boyfriends is working. And he says he something. He says something, too? To her. But, you know, I, I think he had, he had wow. gone from the, the straight world into a different world. So anyway, <laughs> like it's, it's just, it was just kind of odd. So we watch Bob. Then we go and meet Bob afterwards at the hotel, which you have to take like a little boat to, mm-hmm. to walk, to, to get over there. And as we're walking there, we walk, there's this green area outside the hotel where you get married. Mm -hmm. And as we were walking on the spot that I married my ex-wife, I say to her, I go, you know, I married my ex-wife right here. Oh, no. Wow. So I guess I did have, I mean, that was not probably. That was not a good first date. No. Y'all had too much blast from the past going on. But see, it wasn't like planned like that. It just kind of happened like (laughs) that. But it makes for a great story. That's why I say it's very difficult to, in my opinion, have a bad first date spot if you're able to turn it into a story. Like, if you hold something bad against that person 
that happened that night, then you don't like that person. Like right. Rachel and I go on to stay together, right? Like Rachel and I fell in love like right out of the gates. Mm-hmm. So it just turned into a story. You know what I mean? That makes sense. So I, but I guess if if you didn't know us and our in our personalities and mm-hmm. stuff, you would go, God, you, you're horrible. That's a bad first date. It's a bad first date, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, was yours worse than that? Well, mine was worse than that. This was somebody that I met online, and it was one of those we're gonna meet up in person to get to know each other, see what's going on. And he had me meet him. He made it seem like it was this nice upscale lounge that we were going to. And when I pulled into the parking lot, there were big holes and craters in there. So I had to weave around these holes to even park. So I knew then, like, this was about to be some hole in the wall, horrible place. It was not a nice lounge. And it was. And I pulled in. I texted him, like, I'm here. I expected him to come out, greet me. He's like, all right, I'm inside. So I get out of my car. I have to pay to get in. That was already strike one. He didn't come out and greet me. He didn't pay for me to get in. Then I get in there, and I'm looking around for him. I don't see anybody that looks anything like this guy I've been communicating with online. Come to find out, he used a fake picture. He looks nothing like the picture that was online, and he has one leg. To add (laughs) insult to injury after having the worst. I only stayed there maybe 20 minutes. Do Do you not date amputees? I mean, I mean, give me a choice. Like, let me know up front. Don't <laughs> give surprise me. me. A, <laughs> give Don't me surprise a me. Choice. Okay, that's my whole that's thing. That's fair. Don't surprise <laughs> Very me. Very fair. So after about twenty minutes, I was like, eh, "I'm out of here. This ain't my scene." So he says, "Wait, wait, wait. Well, can you give me a ride home?" Oh my God, no! I caught the bus here. <laughs> I was like, "This is a date for me. It was horrible." Because <laughs> it was what? Now, if it were just well, dude had one leg, you could probably dealt with that. But why was- he didn't tell me up front? Do you really need to? I mean, yeah, you oh, need to tell me. Really, you need to tell me. You don't need to converse with me. Same all thing this if a guy's. Time. What if a guy's in a wheelchair? Does he need to tell you? I, I need to know. Yes, I met a guy before online who was in a wheelchair, but he was honest. He told me he was in a wheelchair. So the first time I met him, I was expecting to see him in a wheelchair. What I'll, if he? What if he just teed it up as he just likes to sit down a lot? No. <laughs> oh my god, he's just tired, man. <laughs> Hold on, let me take Kyle. Kyle in Sacramento, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, hey, excellent, Kyle. my friend. So, is this something? That you took someone to, someplace you took someone to, or they took you here? Um, so I picked up this girl for our first date. And, uh, you know, like I'm a musician and stuff. So I basically, long story short, picked her up. We were down in San Diego. And uh, she had a leather jacket with Metallica patch on. I'm like, all right, this is cool. Took her to a, a Charger Raider game. And uh, it wasn't until about the third quarter that the that I realized that she was a Raider fan and I'm a Charger fan and uh, <laughs> and it just ruined it all for me, man. Really? It, it was, You're it that... was a long, awkward drive back here to Sacramento. And like, yeah, it was terrible. You're you're that much of a, a Chargers fan that it, you like so in his case, so Nikki hates amputees. No, I do not. <laughs> that is not what I said. So in your case, Kyle <laughs> You think that this woman should have disclosed that she was a Raiders fan before she went out on a date with you, especially if you're going to the game, right? Right. I mean, it was a big, like, it was a big last minute, like, surprise. You know, like, I, I'd gotten tickets, and I'm like, cool. You know, like, I postponed the date to, like, the next day. I was like, hey, do you want to go to a football game, too? Like, we can, you know, make a big trip out of it and stuff. Like, it probably wasn't the best idea on my part. Like, oh, just meeting somebody. Hey, you want to go? You know, eight-hour drive. You know, like, and there was nothing. You know, there's, there was nothing wrong with this girl, other than she was a Raiders fan. Like, was she good-looking? Was she nice, sweet? Yeah, she was. But I don't feel like the awkward part was on. You know, on my behalf, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I know a lot of Raider fans. It's whatever. 
but then it was just like <laughs> that's crazy. It was there was just like a wall between us after that. And so I was like, she hey, cool, made you know? it awkward. She made it awkward. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I, well, I don't think I've ever heard of me either. Someone not having a good time on a first date. So I the, don't root the, for the same football because you don't root for the same football. And, and they their their bad date was going to a football game. Mm-hmm. Was that was yeah. a bad spot? Now, if you would have gone to let's say a Giants game, it wouldn't have mattered, right? <laughs> well, she could have been an Ace fan or something. Oh, I don't know. See, it's all about sports I mean, with I, Kyle. <laughs> let's this way. How, how many? How many? Ra- I mean, I don't want to be rude or anything, but I mean, how many Raider fans? Can afford to drive from here to, to San Diego. <laughs> wow, he is. I that's like I. I actually I think I appreciate that. I like when people are passionate about something. I, think I need to be a Raiders fan so much so that <laughs> he wouldn't even date the. Like, what if she did? She throw herself at you? Did she offer up sex? Was she like, dude, take me, take me, and do whatever you want with me? And you're like, no, you're a Raiders fan. I can't do this. No, it was no, it was because this was back when I. Uh, I mean, I'm a recovering addict, so we were smoking weed, you know, like on the way there, listening to music. I'm like, hey, what do you want to listen to? And she's throwing out obscure bands. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. This is cool. You know what I mean? The uh, whole ride back, it was just silent. <laughs> that's so funny. All right, Kyle. Ha- hang on for a second. Don't don't go anywhere. I like this. I've never heard that before. Me either. You know, like I've heard the Republican, Democrat. Sure. Yeah, I've heard the politic thing, splitting you know. households, and I get that, but sports? No way. Yeah, the sport. So these aren't like, you know, unlike these people, these women online that don't like where they're going, a lot of these stories are are. are the, the, the setup, the scenario, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's like I said, it's tough to have a bad first date, like saying you took me to Denny's or you took me to uh-huh. Cheesecake Factory. You took me to Applebee's. Like I, even if the food's bad, it's not your fault that you went there. Sure. No, it's not if the food is bad, but you should be going on a first date under, you know, the correct pretenses, not false ones. All right, quickly, McKenzie in Sacramento, worst first date spot you were taken to. I'm assuming they took you here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where was it? (laughs) So it was this guy that we had been talking. I met him online, and we had been talking for a bit, and he wanted me to come over and hang out to his house with him. So he said he was going to come pick me up. Anyway, long story short, he comes to pick me up. Turns out his house is his parents' house, and there's a birthday party going on. And so the very first day that I meet this guy in person, I also have to meet his entire family. Is that really that bad, though? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You do not want to meet somebody's family on a first date. See, okay. All right. Was it awkward? Did you not like him? Did they not like you? I mean, it wasn't awkward. It was just, I mean, it was totally awkward. It turns out, like, we dated for a bit, but it was, it was, yeah, it was not a good start. <laughs> because, see, here's the thing is I, I think a lot of guys or girls do that. I think mainly guys, especially if they're, they're mama's boys, is mom has to approve. And if mm-hmm. she approves, then... Um, then you're you're good. It's like greenlit. Like he needs his mom's approval to whether or not he should date you. I would have not went out on a second date with him if he did that to me. See, I don't find a problem with that. Like my like my daughter will hang out with a, a young man or something, and and he'll come over to the house, and that will be, I guess, technically their first date. I don't know what you call it, but we're there, but we're cool. You know, it's like come and hang out, get in the pool. You want to drink? You know. Yeah, your daughter's young though. Like Mackenzie sounds like she's a little bit older. How old were you, Mackenzie? You lived in I your was, own house? 
Yeah, okay. yeah, it was in my own house. <laughs> yeah, when you live by yourself in your own house, you have mm. uh, crossed over the stage of your dates coming to your house right. and meeting your parents. All right, you guys want to pick? Hang on, Mackenzie. You guys want to pick a winner? We got to break. Running late. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, for me, I'm going to go with Akai because driving six hours for a date, spending that kind of money for somebody like her is a no-no. So right. I'm awesome. going to go for him. Easy one. Same. Akaya. Yeah. There you go. I wrote it down. Akaya. I did you, this you, time. You, well, you, what are the other two <laughs> names of the people? Kyle. And? And her name. Mackenzie. Right. Mackenzie. If you do that again, <laughs> I'm bringing a sausage to work. I need to beat me with a sausage. I'm going to hit you once. Every time you don't okay. remember the listener's name. We're, you know, we're getting to a point with the show where people are actually interested enough to call us. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to remember their names, I'm going to hit you with a sausage. It's not about not remembering their names because I don't want to. It's just I'm not a good person. <laughs> what do you say to that? What do I say to that? You can't say anything. What do I do? Like, I can't even not hit him with a sausage. You just love me. You know? Jesus. Okay, congratulations. You got tickets for Dirty Honey and the sound check passes tomorrow at Ace of Spades. All right, brother? No, thank right. you. You're welcome, my friend. <laughs> Hang on. Full credit goes to Kyle. I texted him for a Kyle's name. I didn't remember it. <laughs> I had him down as Benny Hanna. So I got to give all, all rewards to my guy Kyle on that one. I, I'm not going to take credit. Don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Kyle. Second round of headlines. I'm going to tell you the change is coming to United Airlines and what famous actor received a standing ovation. All right. Two big stories from today. Thanks for participating, by the way. Uh, yeah, Mackenzie, you have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Second round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Headlines. Here we go. Second round of headlines. Thanks so much to good guys. Heating and air. Good guys. Heating, cooling, Go ahead. United is changing up how they do things. H3. Some much needed relief when it comes to travel. United Airlines is introducing a new policy to make it easier and cheaper. United Airlines is about to have a new person boarding their flights, and that is me. Starting October the 26th, the carrier is going to implement a boarding process that puts window seat passengers in economy class on the plane ahead of everyone else. Now, if you're still like the military and disabled and people like that, that they let board first, they will go on. But after that, then if you have a window seat, you will be the next people to board the plane. And the reason they're doing this is to speed up the uh, boarding time because when you already have somebody there that's in the aisle and they got to get up and let you slide in, it's supposed to make it faster. Don't you hate those people? I know you hate those people. Oh, of course I do. The handicapped people that are getting on the plane. No, I do not hate. You better not try to force that narrative oh, and have people not. upset with me thinking I had that is not what I said. That's actually, need to force it. That's, no. So I, I don't fly United, so I'm assuming they do assign seats. Yeah, they have assigned seats, but yeah. unlike Southwest, because they're going to have the same type of boarding thing now right. where they give you like numbers or letters or whatever, but it's assigned. So it won't be one of those things where you just got to go find a seat and jump in it. If you bought a window seat, you'll get on first. All right. It's funny. Airlines are the uh, are the poster child. You know, we live in this, we're all the same world and. You know, we, we, every everybody's on an equal plane, but airlines are the like the the poster child for that not being it. No, you're not equal. <laughs> it, it is. It is the. It is probably the biggest segregation that we have. Right. It's mm-hmm. like okay, so you fly a lot or you got a lot of money. You're first. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't, just stand back there, and we don't care when you get on. <laughs> you know, and and let's make sure everyone knows what tier of 
your financial status you are exactly <laughs> by standing in a zone for mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. you know just so everybody can see that you you're you're probably just making ends meet <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you're funny. getting on last all right back second, of the, back sec- of the plane. second story uh kevin spacey is expressing his comeback from cancellation h4 i imagine that many of you can understand uh, that there's a lot for me to process after what has just happened today but i would like to say that i'm enormously grateful to the jury it was Spacey's first on-stage performance since he was acquitted uh, back in June for those sexual assault charges that he did. And his friend put on this uh, play at the Sheld- Sheldonian Theater. And one of the things Spacey did was speak about cancellation. But it wasn't about him, of course. It was in the form of a play that was called Timon of Athens. Yeah, so he was acquitted. He, he was accused of uh, touching a young boy, or not Three a young boy. Them. Yeah, or several. Yeah, not young, young, but you know, younger teenage. Than, yeah, teenager grooming them. And and he was acquitted, so you can't say that that he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's funny that the cancellation thing again, just like everything, there's like these peaks and valleys, right? I mm-hmm. mean, there was a run, uh, and that was such a, a buzzword. And people were being canceled left and right, and and it, it divided us because we'd argue on what side we wanted. And most of the stories, we didn't have any facts. Obviously, the Spacey thing, you know, by by a judge, a jury, he he was acquitted, so you can't say that he did those things, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going by the law, I mean, you could say it, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's funny who we decide to cancel. Uh, you know, we'll look at celebrities or people, and we'll find videos, personal videos. And we'll say they shouldn't make a living and then the world should hate them because they did this. And then the Internet gets control of it. And if you know how to work the system, these people have to, you know, Kevin Hart was canceled for a second because of a joke that he told five years ago. Uh, Morgan Wallen was canceled because he dropped the N-bomb among friends in a private setting. He's a kid. That's what they do. White or black. If you if you don't believe me, go hang out at a high school or a college. Uh, so it's but then you turn on the news and you see people in the streets protesting in support of terrorists, and as much as they hate this country, guaranteeing that most of the people that are there with these big mouths don't even belong here or are citizens of this country, but yet feel the right or have the right to do these things. Mm-hmm. But the Internet doesn't go after them. Nope. Mm-hmm. The, why doesn't the Internet go after the guy that's on the news promoting Hamas and saying how bad the United States is when he lives in New York City or he lives in Philadelphia. Where are you at there, Internet? Why don't you go after that guy and find everything there is to know about that guy? Because there's no justice anywhere. You know, the, the hypocrisy is amazing. In, you know how I've been waiting days to say this? Uh-huh. Because when I saw that, that one guy in particular, it infuriated me. And I'm going, the world cancels all these other people. But they just bypass this guy. Yeah, because they're not paying attention. They're not watching. I told you, it's one of those things where if it doesn't hit a TikTok or a Facebook thread, people aren't paying attention to it. Whether you're paying attention to the world or not, or you care about the country that you live in that gives you all the rights to not care, it's still where you live. It's your house. Mm-hmm. And you've got some guy that's bashing your house. Mm-hmm. And you don't care. But yet you'll go after a Kevin Hart or you'll go after a Morgan Wallen or you go after a Kevin Spacey for things that they're, you just don't even know anything about. And he talked about the other side of the coin we've discussed with these people is his friends and close relatives or whatever that left him when he was uh, arrested for this crime that he's now been acquitted of. Right. Yeah, I'm not, so but that's I'm another not, end of the spectrum. 
I mean, I'm not immediately ready to just jump on the bandwagon that he he's not still kind of a dirtbag, though, just because he wasn't convicted. Well, you, again, you can say that, but if you're going off of these situations, you know, you, you have to go by what the court ruling is. Well, you don't have to. I mean, people well, you, you can because go... you've got no facts to back up what you're saying. I mean, you can have an opinion, yeah. but there's you can a big have an diff- opinion, but people still think OJ did it, and the in the court said he didn't. So you can still have a different opinion that goes against what the verdict was. But if you want to sound intelligent, you say. I still personally think he did it, but, you know, we, he didn't. You know, you have to follow it up with <laughs> what the court says. Yeah, well, because especially that's, when that's, you're in broadcast, you got to make sure you're not talking. That's the law of the land. All right, you don't know Jeff. He is a five-time, 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 five-time. So many times. Huh? So many times. World heavyweight Jeopardy champion of the world. He'll join us here momentarily uh, to play You Don't Know Jeff. Nelson's got some uh, trivia questions he'll throw out there. Nikki and I are on one team called Team mm-hmm. Bailey D. You can pick us to be your player, or you can pick Team Jeopardy Jeff. Whoever has the most points obviously wins, and we've got Sacramento Scream Park tickets up for grabs where you get a pair of passes for the premier haunted house destination during the spooky season. All right, need some players. 916-909-0985. 916-909-0985. Sorry, lining up. You don't know Jeff, you're next. Hang on. Someone's going to get these questions right. And it's not going to be Bailey or Nikki D. You don't seem like a super genius. That's why the game's called You Don't Know Jeff. You Don't Know Jeff. I don't know if every day I come into the studio I get dumber on the air or off the air. (laughs) Both. Some of these conversations... And they're usually, well, no, actually, in this case, it was both y'all. You got Dum Dum to my right trying to put headphones over a hoodie and act like she's 16. You got Dum Dum to my left. Let's tell me about a movie that he's not sure of. I'm almost certain that that's the movie that it happened Okay, thank you for proving my point. And when I come out to be right? So let's try to smarten this show up a little bit. It's uh, the BS. Thanks for listening. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D, Dum Dum 1. There's Nelson, Dum Dum 2. Kyle on the other side of the glass. He hasn't done anything today, so when, as far as Dum Dum World goes. Let's welcome to the show five-time, five-time, five-time World Heavyweight Jeopardy Champion of the World, our friend Jeopardy Jeff. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Uh, kind of a dumb dumb around here lately, but hopefully I'll break that trend today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't beat you two weeks in a row there, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I'm, I know it. I'm assuming that's why, Tim in Sacramento, you would like Team Bailey D.? Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't blame you. We're going for a three-peat here, brother. Hang on. And Victor and Citrus Heights, you'll get Team Jeopardy Jeff. Is that okay with you? I'm, I'm feeling it, yeah. Let's get it. Feeling it. All right, hang on. <laughs> Up for grabs, pair of tickets for Sacramento. If you can hear me, there you go. Dum Dum 2. Sacramento Scream Park, premier haunted house destination during the spooky season. Uh, we're going to be out there Friday for, for a little bit so we can take Nelson into his haunted house and scare the living Doodle fungs out of them. So, all right. Nelson, are you ready? I am. All right. We need buzzing sounds. Nikki? Faith. And I've got a woo! Jeopardy Jeff. Uh, oof. Okay. So, if you hear me or Nikki, that's Team Bailey D. Jeopardy Jeff is, again, can you do that for me? Okay. Well, that's even, uh, Mike. So are you sa- are you underwater? You got muddy there. Well, okay. Oh, there. there you go. <clears throat> no, no, no. All right. Uh, Nelson, go ahead and take over. In the category <clears throat> of villains. <laughs> Bailey, that's the question. No. <laughs> That'd be the answer, I suppose. 
This German antagonist set out to rob the Nakatomi building. Whoa. That'd be Team Bailey D. That would be um, Five, Alan Rickman. Four, three. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Looking for the character. Oh, you didn't say that. I said this German antagonist. Okay. I did not say the actor. Can I now say the a- actor? Well, I have to give it up to Jeopardy Chill. Oh, my God. That was your answer. I asked final answer. Did I not? Alan, Alan Rickman is not German, so I'll go with Hans Gruber. Yeah. And that would be Hans Gruber because, yeah, that's also correct. Like, I didn't even think about that. He's not German. I... I, 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 I couldn't well, think. I couldn't think of Hans Gruber mm-hmm. off the top of my head for some reason. <laughs> I had it. You had it. I saw you. This villain's soul was split into eight different Horcruxes in order to cheat death. Whoa! And that would be Bailey D by a hair. Thanos. Yes. Final answer. Yeah. That'd be incorrect. Mm-hmm. Jeopardy, Jeff. Sorry. Who split his soul into eight different Horcruxes to in order to cheat death? Whore. I think that's Dumbledore. Uh, no, no. Uh, oh, you already said it. Yeah, I already said it. I, know, I, I, I have know. to give. I have to take that answer. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, right. Hans Gruber. It's Hans yeah. Gruber. You are absolutely. Alan right. Rickman. That would be Lord yeah, Voldemort. Voldemort. Yes. I don't, know Lord Voldemort. I don't know why. Yeah, that was a brain fart. That's all right. Ugh. All right. In the category of landmarks, what is the London Eye? Hey. That would be Jeopardy, Jeff. That's a Ferris wheel, and that would be. Correct. Oh, oh. You, he's right. Mm-hmm. Nice job. I would have also accepted an observation wheel. They also call it an observation wheel. Yeah. This bell tower is known for its nearly four degree lean. I'll res- Whoa. That would be Jeopardy Jeff. Leaning Tower of Pisa. And that would be correct. Hey, that. A result of unstable foundation. Hmm. I knew that too. We <laughs> knew that together. <laughs> That's because we all have unstable foundations. Yeah, yes. yes. In the category of internet history, hmm. 2005 marked the debut of this video sharing website. Whoa. Dave. That'd be Bailey D. Periscope. Periscope. 2005? Four. Or three, Zoom. Which one? Two. I don't know. Per- I don't know what Periscope is. Need an answer. Periscope. Periscope. That'd be incorrect. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a... 2005 a, marked the debut of this video sharing website. That was... Oh, a, Jesus. Mary I'll say Jones. YouTube. Yeah. And that would be YouTube. Oh. Why, what's wrong with us right now? <laughs> we're we saying stupid answers. <laughs> Idiots. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. <laughs> to the surprise of many, this social media platform owned and operated by the world's most frequently used search engine lasted eight years. Whoa. Dave. That'd be Bailey D. That would be MySpace. And that would be incorrect. To the surprise of many, Jeopardy Jeff, this social media platform owned and operated by the world's most frequently used search engine lasted eight years. It's Google something. Google. Three, two, one. Google something. That would be Google Google Plus. Google Plus. Google Plus. Thought it was going to be a big deal. Didn't end up actually being one. Lasted eight years. Horrible questions. Hmm. (laughs) In the category of 90s music. (laughs) Prince went to number one in 1991 with this colorful hit. Whoa. That'd be Bailey D. Purple Rain. Yes. And that would be correct. You could go a little red Corvette, too. That's colorful. That's what I was thinking of, yeah. This diva famously asked a former lover to unbreak her Whoa, heart. Babe. And that would be Bailey D. Tony Braxton. Yep. And that would be correct. Oh. Damn. 
I looked at me. You know, I knew it. Yeah, I, I, I knew it. Oh, okay. T, T, B, T, B, T, Bone, T, Brack. In the category of kids' stories, the Pied Piper was hired to rid the town of a. Whoa. P- That'd be Bailey D. Just edged you out, Jeff. Rats. Yeah, yeah, rats. And that would be correct. Oh. Rid the town of a plague of rats. Yeah, I'm looking coming for. Back. We coming back. Looking for a Pied Piper, by the way. Yes, uh, we have three. Jeff has four. This bear is the star of the Hundred Acre Wood. Whoa. That'd be Jeopardy, Jeff. Woody the Pooh. And that would be correct. Did I hear Woody the Pooh? In the category of golf, Ugh. a piece of turf accidentally sliced from Jeopardy Jeff. Divot. And that would be correct. Divot. <laughs> Both the market leaves and the piece of turf are a divot. Did you know that? Nope. Can't wait. Now I do. What is the penalty for a lost ball? Whoa. Bailey D. 40 lashings. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> or negative. No, uh, two, you, uh, you, one. you you get uh, penalized to swing, uh, a, a gimmick, a thing. Jeopardy, Jeff, I'm going to give it to them. Thank I should you. not, but I'm going to. You are penalized because you said A. I will give it to you. What, what did I miss? What no, is it? Was that the answer? It's called a stroke. stroke. Yeah, a swing, well, I a was stroke. okay. That is the same. I have thing. a little so, compassion. I was having one. I am I having compassion. <laughs> I was explaining to Jeopardy Jeff why I was being a little fast and loose with the rules. I wasn't going to argue with you. You're you're the judge here. <laughs> and by him, and now did you just roll your eyes at me? No, not at all. <laughs> What's the score? Uh, we have four. Jeopardy Jeff has six. Boom. <laughs> in the in the category of comics, as in comic books. Oh, what's the show Nelson couldn't get tickets to last weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Reynolds infamously took on the role of this uniquely colored D. And that would be Jeopardy Jeff. Uh, Green Lantern. And that would be correct. Okay, I guess I misunderstood the category. He infamously took on the role of this uniquely colored DC Comics superhero before landing the role of Deadpool. He was oh. Green Lantern. They even make fun of it in Deadpool. Oh, co- like co- comic like books. Comic oh, books. I, I said comic books. I thought, like comics. No, no. Like that's why comedians. That's books. why I made the joke. I know, but and then I also followed up with, as in comic books. He did. You did. Thank you. Go ahead. I wasn't. We got to catch up. No, clearly. <laughs> This crack reporter is the love interest of who? Faith. And that would be Bailey D. Lois Lane. Yeah, uh, yeah Lois Lane. Yeah. yeah. Lois Lane would be correct. Boom. I was like, is he going to trick us? We got to go Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> 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 so I was worried love about interest of her coworker, Clark Kent. All right, got 60 seconds. In the category of human anatomy. Ooh, penis. Dis- <laughs> <laughs> Described as floating. This bone is the only one in the body that isn't connected to any other bone. And that would be Bailey D. That is the orbital bone. Okay. And that would be incorrect. (laughs) It floats and is not connected to any other bone. Jeopardy Jeff, what bone is that? I think it's the patella. Yep. Or kneecap. And that would be incorrect. (laughs) It would be the hyoid, which is a floating bone in your neck. It protects the larynx. It aids in tongue movement and swallowing. (laughs) It is just in muscle. It does not touch anything. Why did you say that like you were so right? (laughs) 
From the Latin terms blood and break forth, this word refers to the excessive bleeding, which can be life-threatening. Faith. That'd be Bailey Dean. Hemorrhaging. Yeah, there you go. And that would be correct. Woo-hoo! Damn. That was good. Question. Fuel. Hemorrhage. In the, in the category of video games. First released in 2005, this was the follow-up to Microsoft's wildly popular first video game console. <laughs> Neither one of you are going to get this. What's the second one? Woo. Bailey D. Repeat the question. I said release, released in 2005, this was the follow-up to Microsoft's wildly popular first video game console. Woo. Bailey D. Again. Is it Xbox? I mean, that was Microsoft. Xbox. Okay, Xbox. And that would be incorrect. Oh. Jeffrey Jeff, a guess? PlayStation. That was what I was going to say. Hey, PlayStation. On the Xbox 360. 360. That'd be the follow-up to their first popular uh, video game. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ten seconds. This physically taxing arcade game was first released in 1998 under the name Dancing. Oh. And that would be Jeopardy Jeff. You don't know. Dance Dance Revolution. Oh. He's Dance Dancing right. Dance, Dance, Dance I don't think we can come back, can we? No, he has eight. We have six. Yeah, we're done. All right. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Jeopardy Jeff. You redeemed yourself. Thank goodness. And on a video <laughs> game question. Look at that. I know. How did that happen? <laughs> I can totally see you dance dance revolutioning too. I can't do actually. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. The same the same bar that does karaoke. <laughs> well, that's okay, I'll buy that. <laughs> Drinking melon balls. <laughs> uh, Victor, congratulations! Sacramento Screen Park passes. You got a pair of them. Uh, it is uh, the place to be if you're out there Friday. It's a good chance we'll see you out there, right? Awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening, sir. Jeopardy Jeff. Give him a follow. On the social media next week, I think we have you on a different day because of your busy, busy schedule. So, Thursday, I will see you all. Talk to you all on Thursday next week. All right, my friend. Congratulations. Good talking to you, and have a great weekend. Okay. Thank you. Y'all too. See you later. See ya. Bye bye. Orbital. Hans Gruber. Can't believe I got the Hans Gruber one. That threw me off for the rest of the game. I got to be honest with you. (laughs) Really did. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Every time I get an email from dicks, I laugh. It's so funny <laughs> what they put in the subject. So five. All right. Uh, chance to win $500. The Big Fat Bribe. The song is not yet played yet this morning. I did tell you it would play before 10 a.m. There's a good chance that that song is coming up sooner than later. That song you're listening for is Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire. When you hear it, you're caller 18, you call us, we pick up the phone, we say hello, you get excited, we give you $500, we let you go about your day, and then you can do whatever you want with the money. All right? You understand that? The phone number you will need when it plays. I'm not telling you when it's going to play, but when it does play, 916, look at that, changing the radio station out there. She don't like us. 916-909-0985. Give us a minute. Show me the money. All right. It's 98 Rocks. Big. Fat. Welcome back. It's the BS. That song from Kings of Leon. Sex on Fire. What is your name? Blaine. Again? Blaine. 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 I like that name. That's mm. cool. Blaine. Blaine. I'm totally taller 18, bro. I swear to God, dude. Yep. 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 How's it going, man? Good. What are you talking about right now, Blaine? <laughs> talking to his buddies. You, you got buddies behind you? What's going on? Yeah, me and, yeah, me and my buddy are on our way to work. 
Oh, okay. What do you do? Uh, we work for the state. Okay. You like Kings of Leon? I do. Yeah, it's a good song, huh? Yes, it is. What, what are you calling me for? Um, I'm calling you for the big bribe, the 500 bucks. All right. Well, let's just say you're the guy and I decide to give it to you. Will you listen to us every single day? I do. Okay. Well, continue to listen to us because I got to tell you, Blaine, you got $500. Congratulations. Please, dude, I can't. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, man, we're good. <laughs> Who's more excited, you or your buddy? <laughs> uh, I think we're both pretty stoked, man. We listen to you guys every morning. We appreciate that. All right, well, good stuff, man. Uh, I'm glad you got the $500. <laughs> Any idea what we're going to spend it on? Uh, yeah, man, me and the uh, wife are taking a trip uh, next week. Oh, so. where, where are you going? Uh, we're going to Oklahoma to see some family. Oh, that's cool. Oh, nice. Well, there you go. You got 500 extra Gatuses to uh, go along with you. We do... In all seriousness, appreciate you listening and everybody else that's still calling, trying to win the $500. <laughs> Unfortunately, right now, it's going to Blaine, and he ain't sharing. Nope. But I nope. will tell you nope. this. We've got plenty more opportunities, uh, not only today, for you to listen for Kings of Leon Sex on Fire, uh, be caller 18 and win $500, but tomorrow and the next day, and then it picks up again on Monday and then Tuesday and Wednesday. So lots of money to give out to you for listening to 98 Rock. So congratulations, my friend. I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Wait, thank you. All right, there we go. Well, he sounded excited. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. That's what you're looking for, isn't it? I mean, yeah. to be excited about some money. So uh, what happened, Nikki, yesterday? Well, should I ask Nelson what happened yesterday? Which one? You guys You guys do these little secret lunches. Hmm. It wasn't to, a secret. It's starting to worry me a little bit. Why well, is no. it worrying you? Because you guys eat get together. You get together and you probably. Well, yesterday there was no conversation apparently that happened at all because, and I didn't even realize it until I was getting out of the car. We had to come back up to the radio station to drop something off. And I got out of the car after we had gone to Panera and she said, okay, friend, have a good day. It was good watching you on your cell phone. <laughs> did you, did you know she drove off? Did you know anything about this? So, so, just drove off, man. No no so, rebuttal, no way for me to even come back. So to Nelson's credit, like he's kind of calling himself out here. So here's here's what he told me. He said, you guys went out and did your, your little lunch thing. And like the teenager that he is, the entire time he's on his phone. Yes. And you were actually very polite and mm-hmm. hinting throughout lunch because, let's be honest, you have manners and he doesn't. Right. Uh-huh. And saying, you know, look, kid, get off the phone. Mm-hmm. And he did not. And, I'm, and I'm assuming you probably picked up the tab because you're the own ranger. I did. Yeah. So not only did you pick up the tab for Nelson, but he rudely didn't involve you during the lunch that you paid for. He didn't. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I really could have just went to lunch by myself if I just wanted to sit and be on my phone. It's like one of those unwritten rules that especially us older generations have is when you go out to dinner, lunch, whatever, put with your friends, phone down. put your phone down. Now, of course, because the business we're in, sometimes you may pick up the phone, you get a message, it might be important, okay, but then you put it back down. He literally sat our entire lunch like this, silent with his mouth doing like, just staring at his phone. I, thing. And I, apparently I have a weird tongue and thing that I do, and that's one just, of the hints that she gave me. He did that the whole time. I'm like. And it wasn't like the phone was on the table. He's no, got it. He's got it. like this in his hand. So like, he's eating soup, looking at the phone, eating this sandwich, looking. So I'm like, hello, yeah. well, what am I here for? Well, you gonna you're just going to sit noise. and eat and <laughs> sandwich look at the phone. Even the way she said sandwiches as if I was taking a bite. I even yeah. heard I, the waiter called me, and he even said at one time. <laughs> He missed the sandwich and took a bite out of his phone. 
he did that the entire time we were there. I'm like, I could just went through a draft and went home. Who were you talking to? Let me guess, I, your kids. No, I he wasn't, wasn't talking. I, w- I was trying to find ways that I could generate some cash out of thin air. So I was looking for either, like, I was partly on Craigslist looking for like jobs if I could do some like Don't quick you know for hire work or like $500. Yeah, but I can't, I, I can't have any access <laughs> I'm just to that. Kidding. Trust me, otherwise I'd be on the phone. Do, do you really think that was the time and the place? I'm just stressed about the fact that I ain't got no money. And, and I already wasn't going to go anywhere, uh, but she had offered to take, take me with her. So so let me tell you something. You need I to feel not, bad. You need to not stress, okay? There was once a great man who said, mo money, mo problems. Okay, well, no money, mo problems, too. Okay? <laughs> if you have no money, you should have no problems. Okay, well, my car insurance, I have to get paid. And if I don't pay it, then I'm not going to have it. But there's a, a solution right. for every problem, Nelson. Quit driving? Yeah, take public transportation. Okay. Does that go from, <laughs> I'm going to get easy public transportation from Arden to Roseville every morning? Yeah, I'm sure there's bus system or something. Oh, my God. You know, sometimes you got to sweat it out in order to get ahead. Good buddy of mine told me, Bubba Ray Dudley, one time I was going through a thing. Mm-hmm. He said, kid, sometimes you got to take two steps back in order to take or take one step back in order to take two steps forward. That's I'm, true. I'm already five steps back, and I don't see a forward step coming. Well, The problem is that Nelson has had these money issues for a while. I told him weeks ago, if not months ago, get you a second job. He has made no effort to do that. And then when he gets in these binds, he sits and stresses over it. And I'm like, you could have had this problem resolved months ago if you listened. Well, imagine yeah. if I had a second job and two weeks ago we had to be at Aftershock all week. There's no way a second job is going to be like, yeah, go ahead and have a, a whole week off. That's why it's a second job. If they ever don't work with your schedule, you just quit. Which one? The, the second, second job. The second job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was the a throwaway. As, as a guy that was out of work in this industry and didn't want to come back to this industry but still had to generate money uh, in order to live and feed my family, uh, I was able to do that you know, mm-hmm. and create something really, really cool. So when I hear stories like this, I, I, you know, and I'm such a compassionate person. <laughs> I, <laughs> There's no one ever. I, I, but go ahead. I, 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 my eyes are a little dry. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not asking you for to, to cry for me, Argentina. I'm just saying that what I was doing on the phone. I didn't ask for anybody to solve my issue. But the one person that funds your lifestyle, I know, you shunned her. And he why did. do you think I made a point to to make sure that we're talking about it today, so that I could at least apologize up front because she drove vroom. She was gone before I could even say anything. Well, let's get one thing clear. I'm talking about it today. I, that's why I pitched it to you. And okay. next time, now that I know you're playing me in order I'm not to get on her good side, <laughs> I will disregard these stories. Oh, my God. And I will let it fester <laughs> until this woman to my right opens up a big-ass can of whoop-ass on, your, on you. I'm all for that. I'm surprised you dealt with it and put up with it, to be honest with you. I well, too. I just went ahead and kind of ended the lunch early because I'm like, my food's done. We're just sitting here looking at phones. I'm out of here. But got you got to do like, also, though, like, come on, man. Don't hint. Call me to the carpet, and then I can fix it right in the moment. You're 41. You should figure it I out. I don't have there. to call you to the carpet. I said something to you about the phone, you and you did. looked at me and was like, really? You, but you, <laughs> and then you swerved your tongue back around and went no, right back you looking at your phone. Hinted. What's, what's the tongue thing again? He's like, he goes like, and he does that the whole time he's looking at his phone. I it's think, the weirdest thing. I think I've ever I know seen. what you're talking about. It's a tick. Mm-hmm. Like uh when he lies, his uh his his right fingers twitch. Right there. Right yeah. there. He's just his tongue around. Look at it. Flourish it. Go ahead. Look he yeah. look, look he sh- he strokes out. 
His lip falls when he gets uncomfortable. Look at him. You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> Look at that. There's the tongue. There's the tongue. That's what he does. My dog does around. that. Look at that. I'm, don't hide behind the microphone. I'm hide. <laughs> like a tiny little microphone for a big man. <laughs> He's going to be the only one post COVID that wears a mask now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you why a local principal was arrested and who hit Terrell Owens with a car. All right, we we'll get you those two big stories, tongue and all, here in just a minute. There you go. Stand by for news. Nikki, you've got to post the video of Nelson from lunch yesterday. He he looks like an old man. You know, he does. How, how old guys just move their mouth. They, uh-huh. They're like chewing on curd. Uh-huh. It's my resting face. He's like. And then he got the phone with his thumb just scrolling. And it's That's even it worse because he's resting on his belly. <laughs> just looks sloppy and gross. Oh, I just ate sandwich. <laughs> Thanks for paying. <laughs> You sound like the cookie monster. Yeah, we're rude. All right, third round of headlines. Big thanks to our friends at Good Guys Heating and Air, 530-GOOD-AIR. They do have the best service. They have the best price. That is guaranteed. Go ahead. El Dorado County was shocked by the arrest of a principal, H5. This morning, the El Dorado County District Attorney's Office is announcing the arrest of an elementary school principal in our area. The, el- the elementary school principal, 39-year-old Boyd Holler, was arrested on suspicion of four counts of sending harmful matter to a minor contacting or communicating with the minor for the purpose of engaging in lewd or lascivious behavior, which is absolutely gross to me. The residents of this County, um, some of them spoke out, they're shocked. They want to know exactly what this principal did in more details, which of course, unfortunately you won't know unless you go to like court or trial or something like that. See, you know, just to play devil's advocate is we should know. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I always find it not that it's it, it should shock anybody, but I find it hard. I always find it kind of hard to believe when you see somebody in this position doing something so stupid. You know, it's 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 not even a question of if you're going to get caught. It's a question of when you're going to get because caught. you're going to be caught. Right. Mm-hmm. So somebody in that position, I'm not talking about a substitute teacher that's. 24 years old, you know, that, that that's going to do something. We're talking about a principal. It's been, it's been around. I, I, I just kind of surprises me that they would be that stupid. So then I start to question what exactly are they being accused of? And it, it, are they being set up? You know, but I've never known a principal to personally reach out to a student. A teacher, yes, but not a, a principal, principal, not and a principal. elementary school principal it doesn't say if this student was a student of the school but it was definitely a underage child that he was reaching out to online and whatever was going on was inappropriate if for them to get to the point where they arrest you and they arrested him coming out of his home they have some type of evidence yeah if if i were a teacher i'd be terrified because you know 99.99 percent of you know educators will just want to help kids and they'll do everything they possibly can. I used to go to a teacher's house, mm-hmm. you know, to get tutored. Oh, can you imagine today? And so, you know, I know teachers today that will talk to their students online, mm-hmm. you know, via chat or whatever system that they have set up. I would be terrified. Absolutely freaking terrified. It's just a fine line now that you cannot cross. But I, 
I personally think, and just because I looked at his picture, yes, I'm profiling him, I'm judging him, all the things. He looks like a pedophile. I feel like he probably was wow. trying to talk to some young child and be inappropriate because where else would a pedophile go than a school? What, is, what, what makes him look like one? He just looks like a creepy little pedophile. The look on his face, he, he usually, looks smuggy. His hair's all like spiked back. He just looks like Usually when good. somebody's arrested and any picture that they use and they put it in the paper or online for those charges mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're gonna look like what they're accused of yeah that's what it yeah. looks like to me like if you would see him in the grocery store <laughs> you're not gonna walk past him and go hey, that guy looks like a pedophile but you know you put him in a, an article <laughs> like oh dude how did you not see it coming he looks like a bomber <laughs> how, you, yeah you look you, you didn't know that kid was gonna shoot up the school are you kidding me <laughs> right. right it's always after the fact All right second story terrell owens suggests stick to football age six Pro Football Hall of Famer Terrell Owens has filed a police report after he was allegedly hit by a car following some sort of altercation in Calabasas. He was doing a pickup basketball game, and him and one of the guys got into an argument, which I'm not shocked because he has a big mouth. And after mm-hmm. the game, they're leaving from the, the court, and the guy jumps in his car, and he goes to try to run him over. Now, he only hit his knee. He wasn't injured to the point where he had to go to the emergency room. But the police are saying that when they catch up to this guy and arrest him, they're going to charge him with assault with a deadly weapon. Mm-hmm. I've heard, uh, and I know it's true from the, the, the person, it's a, he's a – He's an actor. He's on actually a very big show on CBS right now. It's been running for quite some time, and he's an old friend of mine, and uh, he got into an altercation years ago with Terrell Owens. Mm. They were at a, a nightclub, I think, in L.A., and they didn't know each other, But and, and Terrell Owens didn't know who he was, but obviously mm-hmm. he knew who Terrell Owens was, and Terrell Owens tried to be a tough guy, and this dude, you know, He's jacked, uh, really jacked now, but then, I mean, he was in good shape, but he's a smaller dude. Mm-hmm. He would have, but he knows how to handle himself. And he was like, I was just waiting. I was just waiting. Then I think he went up on stage or something and did something and, like, called him out. Oh. And kind of, Terrell Owens kind of cowered down a little bit. So when I saw that story, I was like, that doesn't shock me. You know, the guy, he still thinks he's the deal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but, you know, let's, you know, play play dumb, ga- play dumb games, you, you win stupid prizes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, he just has a big mouth. He's always into something. He's always somewhere. He went live last week when I saw the storm. Like, here we go. He was live with Ocho Cinco on Instagram. I saw that. Yeah, they were tearing him apart in those comments. I sat in that live for like 10 or 15 minutes just to read the comments. You're like, hey, it's Black Diamond. I'm here. No, I was quiet. I didn't say anything. I was on my Instagram. You guys got some cash. Give me some ponies or whatever it is that they give you. What is it? What do they give you? They give me diamonds. They give you diamonds. They give you yeah. diamonds. Yeah. They don't give you anything on Instagram. That turns into money. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you get the Nikki Dia off hours. I know. I haven't been streaming though, so she's a she's a stream queen. I'm a stream queen. Absolutely, my top badge. Yeah, top badge. Top tier. She's top badge on that stuff. Mm-mm-mm. She'll get you. You want to know the ultimate receipt? Is to write a book about your ex. That is the ultimate uh-huh. receipt. But you kind of feel bad. When the information comes out, even though it's juicy. Mm-hmm. And this memoir that Britney Spears is about to release is destroying people, namely her childhood boyfriend and one Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Like, what did this dude deserve to do? Get this. He just got the band back together. Things are going well. He's going to be in a new cartoon movie. And then this book comes out all at the same time. Planned? Maybe? Possibly? Who knows? Uh, but, uh, wow, if you're looking to get back at somebody, do what she's doing to him, and we'll tell you what that is here in a minute. Hang on. 
Thanks for listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Kyle, I think, still with us, or who's gone now? I don't see the hat back there. 916-909-0985. You're going to get in the final hour of the program. Give us a like, share, follow on the social media. We like that. Uh, at Listen to the BS. A lot of folks joining the uh, BS Two Percenters private Facebook group. Just search for it, and uh, I'll approve you. Uh, don't think I've ever not approved somebody to be in that group, so feel free. You can go in there. What? You don't like it? No, just based on, I don't know how you could have, based on some of the comments I see in there. It's like, we will let anybody in. Well, it's just, there's a few. I mean, there's, and they, they did, like, one's a troll. Um, I know who it is. And uh, and then a couple of the, I mean, these are old listeners, people, but they're, they're just doing it, you know, you always have that guy on social media. Mm-hmm. So you kind of give it a pass, and it kind of lightens things up a little bit and right other people they do it because then somebody else will come to the defense and, and all that kind of stuff but uh so britney spears is releasing this book this memoir on tuesday next tuesday and it's called the woman in me the ultimate receipt so like you know these celebrity couples most people always remember you know like brad pitt jennifer aniston not necessarily mm-hmm. brad pitt angelina jolie it's always that like first love. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So with Britney, it was always Justin Timberlake. Yes. You go back to the early 2000s, and I was around them a lot uh, during those days. You know, the, I was I was around them when cameras weren't around. Well, because you were in like the factory, right? Like where they were cram- cranking out all these boy bands. Yeah, in Orlando. You know, our station launched all these boy bands. Britney was a part of it. She was part of that Disney World, uh, Transcon, and that creepy guy, Lou Pearlman, were based out of Orlando. So, you know, me being at that station and a young man during that time, that was the world. Sure. And there was the shiny shirts and the shiny pants and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I saw these two together a lot, you know, and, uh, and you know, not that I was in, like the inner circle and, and know all the ins and outs and stuff. But time goes on and you get out of the relationship and people go their separate ways and do these different things. Right. And I always talk about giving somebody a receipt. I'm a big fan of giving people receipts. Mm-hmm. I'll wait for years. To give somebody a receipt if they deserve it, right? But when and by that you mean like revenge? Yeah, revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what that's what a receipt is—is mm-hmm. is revenge. But when it comes to exes, like they're—I don't know—unless it was over the top bad and you need it, you need it. To, you just need it some type of revenge. I think there's some kind of statute of limitations, that's especially just- with. What she's saying in this book. Exactly. Everything does not have to be made public. And some stuff you just need to move on with life. And the biggest thing that's coming from this book as it leaks, quote unquote, out early, is that she had an abortion when she was dating Justin Timberlake. Mm -hmm. And to make matters worse, like, you know, I mean, that's a couple's decision. If they want to do that and and, and that's up to you and however you feel, Mm -hmm. you feel. But that's them and, and none of our business, right? So she releases that information. Okay, that's one thing. But then she goes on to talk about how it was his idea. And she didn't want to do it. And she didn't want to do it. So now people, the internet sleuths, are trying to figure out all these different videos from the past, like this song. Was ev- she showing? Or- every time, yeah, and, at the, and it's Baby, I'll Miss You and all that stuff. So they're trying to figure it out. I don't think that's fair. No, not at all. For her to say that it was his idea when it's your body. Mm-hmm. And you had the final say so. There have been plenty of women who've gotten pregnant. The men may not have been happy about it, may have suggested an abortion, and the woman still had their babies. It's still your choice ultimately. So years, I mean, how many years has this been since I mean like thirty years? 20, yeah. Twenty five years. 
and you have to relive that 25 plus years later. And I'm sure he was blindsided by this. He didn't probably have any idea that she was even putting this in a book. So he probably was at home doing his thing and his phone starts blowing up when this is released. Well, is that accurate, though? Like before a book is released, if she uses his real name, he knew something was coming. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know how it works with a book. I feel like you you can tell your truth and you don't have to notify people with a book. It's not like a movie or something. No, I think you have to be, in order to name check someone, I'll look into it, but I don't think that that's 100% accurate. You can't just release a book and then say this definitively happened. You have to allow them to know that it's going to happen. Like for so, the, in order for the publisher to avoid being sued, uh, I don't know the answer to that. I don't either. I I would find it hard to believe that all these tell-all books that people mm-hmm. release are going to the people that they're releasing information that they don't want out there, and them signing off on it. Well, I can say in the last big tell-all book was was that um video vixen when she released the book. She did not put people's names in it, but she wrote it in such a way that you knew exactly who she was talking about. So maybe that maybe you can be sued for it. But I mean, I don't know if in this book she particularly says his name, but we know who she dated at the time. So it may be a case where she doesn't drop his name. I haven't read the book. So her quote is Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. Okay, well, then (laughs) I think she's talking about. Right. Justin Credible or Justin Thero. Or, <laughs> he said, we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives and we were way too young. She adds, quote, I don't know if that was the right decision. If I if it had been left up to me alone, I never would have done it. And yet Justin was so sure that he didn't want to be a father. Uh, I mean, they were kids again. You know, that's their business and that's his right to say that. And but she ultimately had the decision. Yes, to, she did to say no on that kind of stuff. And then she blames her dad for a lot of stuff too, though. So I wonder if she goes on to say like her parents were, you know, behind him with saying get rid of the baby too. Uh, shaving my head and acting out were my ways of pushing back. I believe that. I actually thought she looked pretty good, bald. No, I didn't. I knew she immediately huh. needed help when I saw that. Right. Do you know that episode though? I mean, you think about like pop culture. That episode of her being tracked down by paparazzi, right, Mm -hmm. and having the umbrella and freaking out, wearing the gray hoodie, them seeing her in the barber shop, getting her head shaved, and then her coming out and going crazy. That incident right there and that incident alone made the multi-million dollar wheel that is TMZ. Yeah. TMZ would have never lasted if it didn't have Britney Spears and Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Th- true. Those, yes. those two celebrities alone made that publication what it is today. Or what I mean, and it, you know, like it or not, and whether you're into the stuff or not, it doesn't matter. It's still a money-making juggernaut. Yep. And those two, because at the time, you know, there was Entertainment Tonight. You had all these different things. You the, e. The E, the internet was a, you know, a thing and, and starting to talk about it. But TMZ became the front runner because they were getting the scoop with all the stringers that were out on the streets that they yeah, were the paying. Inclusives. Said not long after the head shave, uh, she talked about her conservatorship, conservatorship, mm-hmm. an abusive one, according to her. She says her father repeatedly told her she looked, <laughs> excuse me, fat and would have to do something about it. He also made her feel like she was never good enough. Uh, she was some sort of child robot, she says. And then she also quotes in this memoir, think of how many male artists gambled all their money away, how many had substance abuse or mental health issues. No one tried to take away their control over their bodies and money. I didn't deserve what my family did to me. 
she's going all out. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, this is the ultimate receipt is you release a memoir and you just give all the information. So I'm I'm very much pro being transparent. Like, I, I think people should be more honest. Like, that's what drives me nuts about this business mm-hmm. is for some reason there are certain things this business doesn't want to talk about or doesn't want to say. I think that's ridiculous. You should talk about what you want to talk about. If you want to be transparent, you just got to do it for the right reasons. But there are people that are close to her in her camp, her family, they think that her putting this book out and being this honest and transparent is going to send her back down a rabbit hole of depression because she's not going to be able to handle all the backlash, publicity, all the stuff that people are going to start saying with her releasing this book. Do you have things in your life, Nikki, that you'd never tell? Yes. Okay. Will you feel comfortable going to your deathbed knowing that you're the only one that knows that and what you want to say to somebody is never said? Yep. You will? Mm Mm-hmm. Nelson? Yeah, I can't think of anything immediately, but I'm sure there are things that I would never, ever want anyone to know. I, You know, outside of talking to somebody that's been in that situation, which probably will never happen because they're already dead, mm-hmm. you know, I would, I think I would struggle with not getting the last word if there was something that important. So I can almost, like, the other side of this conversation is mm-hmm. I can almost understand needing some type of closure to get the information out. I just don't know, like... But is this going to give her closure, quote unquote? I do not think that it how does, will. How does a normal person do it? Like a normal person is not writing a memoir. None of us no. are writing a memoir no. and people are going to read it. Nobody cares. Like you got to be one of these big celebrities to do this. So how does a normal person make sure that they do something that they need to do in order to make themselves feel better on this level? Facebook. Facebook. Facebook, mm-hmm. absolutely. But normal people write books as well and do the same thing. I actually had a friend who put out a book last year and she wrote from her childhood to where she currently is now all the horrible things that helped that happened to her when she was growing up. And it helped her uh, release some of her childhood traumas and things like that. So I think normal people write too, just to get it out, have somebody see it, have the words out on paper. Anybody buy? Yeah, I mean, I bought two of them. A lot of people online, you know, in our streaming community bought her book. It's on Amazon. I think if I wrote a book about my dysfunctional life, I'd want to make it fun and do like a pick your own adventure. Huh. You know, so but people would buy it and read it. <laughs> yeah. so, so when I was 11, my first stepdad, you know, I wouldn't take a shower because I was afraid of the spiders. We just moved to Florida. Oh. So he came in and I was wearing a robe and he picked me up and choked me out in the kitchen. And my mother was on her knees on the kitchen tile floor cleaning up the peepees that I made because oh. I was so terrified. Now, turn to page 43 to see what happens if you think Jason should punch him or turn to page 65 if Jason went to go take a sh- See, that would be fun. Yeah. Sad, but fun. Yeah, it's sad. But don't cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> Sounds like, like you, you should are. be crying. Like, for as much as I cry, you should be a mess all the time. Yeah, you, like, that's the other thing is, like, everybody that talks about their dysfunctional bad upbringing and stuff, we've all got something. You know, you've got to kind of embrace it. And, and you have to move forward. Because those that grew up in a perfect world, and nobody, let me, I promise you this, nobody has nobody grown up did. in a perfect world. But for those that have grown up in as perfect as a world as you can have, and I know many people like that, they're missing something. They're, they're, missing, they're missing the evil that exists in the world. You know, you can't you, you can't fight the evil unless you know what type of match it's going to be. I wouldn't say you're missing it. I would say you're naive to it, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. not naive, missing, whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't call it missing. You just never seen it, mm-hmm. right? So you don't know what to deal with it when you when it when it comes across. Right. And God forbid it comes across when it like really matters. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you embrace the dysfunction. Mm-hmm. You should embrace being broke. 
I don't want to embrace that. I don't know embrace that, that I want to embrace that. That's <laughs> not something I, I want to embrace. That. I want to figure out how to huh. fix it. Because the day it. that you're a multi-gazillionaire, Which, okay. you're going to miss the days of Nikki picking up the tap. No, I don't think no, you will. I will not. This has <laughs> been the worst time of my life. I'm, Men have pride. He won't miss w- that. Would you like to get your receipt on her today after the whole lunch thing? I mean, sure. In the video that she's going to post? like It's already posted. Oh, of course it is. So earlier in the show, uh-huh. when we were talking about the worst first date spots, uh-huh. Nikki had made a comment about how she went out on a date, met some guy, uh-huh. and he didn't tell her what. He only had one leg. Oh, right. Which makes us think that she's <laughs> very anti-handicapped. <laughs> yeah, yep, that is yes. not true. That tracks. Okay. Well, I got something else for you. Okay. That goes along <laughs> with that. Excellent. You'll like this. Okay, I'm baby man ready. <laughs> baby man excited. I don't know how I work with this woman. Wow. Because I'm very much pro handicap. Yeah. I mean, we want to talk about caddy. <laughs> All right, get that story here in a minute. Hang on. Uh, very sad. Joanna Merlin passes away at the age of 92. Who's that? She, if you're a Law & Order SVU fan, she was Judge Lena Petrovsky. Okay. So I was watching the other day. I mean, she's been around. Like, she was, uh, I think she was in Fame, uh, the 1980 version of Fame. Mm-hmm. She was on the she was in the original Fiddler on the Roof. So she's been around for a minute. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's, it's so funny, like, when you watch, because uh, I watch, I'm addicted to Law & Order SVU. I've seen every episode a million gazillion times over again. But there's so many seasons of that show. When you watch it, you don't realize how long ago that show originally aired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So seeing that she passed away at the age of 92, I just watched her on Law & Order SVU yesterday, and she was like in her 60s. Or, you right. Know, you know what I mean? Uh, you see Richard Belzer, who has passed away. Oh, the Bells. And you watch, you know, even Ice-T. The early episodes of Ice T, when he was dressing all in a pimp suit, mm-hmm. and then you look at him now in the newer episodes, you know he's, he's eight. Well, he's the he's the longest he's the longest running black actor to be on TV because of that show. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Did not know that. He's got the record for the the longest amount of time on TV. I'm such an Ice T. Oh, I remember her. I love Ice T. Like Tua Tua Longa. Oh, he's. <laughs> He's great. I love his wife. He's like, if I, I've seen, you know, I've seen him out once. The two of them? No, 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 oh. no. Just him. He was at it. We were both at a strip club together. Oh. And ironically enough, we were both alone. <laughs> and he was sitting like a couple tables behind me. And I so wanted to turn around and talk to him. I mean, this was pre uh, Law and Order. Mm-hmm. So this is way. This was before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and I, I don't know why I was there. Like body count. Oh yeah, so that's what it was just. That's what I would have talked to him about. Body uh-huh. count. You know, that's all I would have talked to him about. All right, so here's your receipt on Nikki D. Nelson. Okay, so not that I was looking for one. Oh yes, you were. You, you know, she calls you out for the lunch, not paying attention. She picks up the tab. She tells uh, the world that you've got some weird old man tongue thing that goes on. I know. And the fat <laughs> took the fattest video of me. Like, post the video on you on it. Listen to the BS. <laughs> you can see it. God. I mean, it just it does not do you any justice. It's really at all. easy to like live a lie and not look at your body until you see it in that video. So earlier we were having a conversation about the worst date place mm-hmm. you could go or, or you've taken somebody because that seems to be the internet trend. Mm-hmm. Nikki shared a story that she went out on a date with a guy she met online, and it was just bad all around. 
But mainly because he was handicapped. No, mainly because he didn't tell me the truth. About what? That he had one leg. Or where we were going. I said several things. You just picked that one thing. And you were it's pissed. the most egregious, probably. And he, <laughs> and he wouldn't let you win. Win what? Oh, Hopscotch. Oh, <laughs> How did you I not say see that, that coming? How did I say that? <laughs> if anybody missed the segment, I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're horrible. <laughs> now my story that I'm about to tell is going to sound even more worse okay, because of well, you. So here's the thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'll tell it. Thank you. To the best of my ability. (laughs) The worst. (laughs) (laughs) She's now being forced to get her California driver's license. Uh She she can't, or your tag, right? Mm -hmm. She can't skirt the system anymore. Nope. Right. But she doesn't want to get a certain tag (laughs) because it has something to do with her military background and whatnot, but they want to give her handicap tag oh because the only way i can get it for free is if i get the disabled veterans tag which as of today i can't because i'm only at 80 percent oh my hold but, on for a second hold on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on is there an earthquake happening in sacramento right now can you I look don't it feel up anything i've got this app and it's called shake alert and it just went off okay let's see or is it a test are you being real no, no, it's. I swear to God, I've got emergency alert, earthquake oh, detected, okay. drop cover, hold on. What the hell? Like my watch is going off right now. I've okay. never seen this. This before. is scary. What the hell do we do? <laughs> I don't want to deal with. I'm earthquake. from Nebraska, man. A tornado, I know what to do. Oh, yeah, detect a drop cover, hold on, protect yourself. What? Yeah, it's not in the news yet. I guess it's just coming out on our phones. I have this uh, app called MyShake. Do we need to go outside? I don't know. Nobody's ever told us what to do if there's an active earthquake. We just moved here. Well, we you, haven't been briefed. You do what you always do. You go to the nearest flagpole. What? Isn't that what you do? You find the flag. If there's a fire outside the school, you go to the flagpole. We're we haven't done an earthquake, earthquake drill. drill. We haven't done an earthquake drill. I don't know what to do. Oh I don't God, feel any yeah. shaking, though. Does Didn't that, we feel shaking? Okay, somebody listening. It says if you fear, if you feel shaking, if you tell us what's going on, please. We're not feeling anything in Roseville. We found we sound so stupid right now. Why is that? Why? A, I just because just you know what I mean. Like we're just three idiots who have no idea like what happens in California, and we're like we sound like the Today Show when they first got email. Oh, that's the best. What yeah, is, but if uh, this what was is a this? real deal, like all I know is what I see on TV. I if got stuff you. shakes, buildings fall, the ground open up, you die. Okay, nine one six nine. I don't I, know what to do. Up? That's a sinkhole. All right. Well, we can blame this on the karma from Nikki D and not liking handicap. Oh my people. God! Can you that believe is it? Not it. Can, no. Here, here is the deal. By the way, Wait. hold on. Let me get this number just in case somebody wants to fill us in yeah. on what's going on. Nine one six nine zero nine zero nine eight five. Tell us why our phones are going off. Tell us what the shake alert means on my app. Tell us if you feel anything. Yes, we might sound silly and like we just got here, probably because we just got here. Exactly. I've never been in an earthquake. All right, back to hating on handicapped people. I don't hate on handicapped people, but I have to make a decision if I'm going to get a a disabled veteran plate or am I going to continue to pay $600 a year for my regular plate. You're going to get a disabled veteran plate. But see, here's the dilemma. I do have a bit of vanity attached to me. That I will agree with. I don't have a problem with handicapped people. Mm. I, however, dot com am still young. And I'm not technically physically handicapped. But you're militarily so handicapped. But according to the military, I am disabled. Correct. But I don't want the little blue handicap sticker on my car. Because I feel like whenever you see somebody with that sticker on their car, what do you think? You think they're old or you think they're handicapped. 
Well, it, what it, I don't even. It, what is your handicap? Grammar? No, it's not grammar. <laughs> it's the Cash Twenty Twenty. Oh, nobody's there to screen calls. It's Ninety Rock the BS. What's your name? Hi, my name's Margaret. Uh, hey, Margaret, how you doing? Are you feeling shakes? I'm doing good. No, I'm not feeling shakes because I'm actually driving. Oh. But I'm on five hundred five heading north. Uh-huh. Going to go up uh, I five, and the the radio uh, went quiet while I guess the earthquake was going on because you guys cut out because I've been listening to you guys. Uh huh. And it cut out, and then all of a sudden you guys came back on, and then you said your phone was shaking, and I looked down at mine, and I got one too. Okay, so, but what does that mean? But you're not feeling anything like in real life. No, because I'm I'm driving, so I'm bumping. But I just thought it was kind of strange that the radio signal went out at the same time. Wow, that's well, maybe it's a big concern. And so, what are we supposed to do in in the event of an earthquake? Normally, you're supposed to get to like a door jam or something and stand in the door jam. So that's what I had thought I heard. The ceiling starts falling. Well, or you get under something heavy like a desk. Nelson. Or, oh, God you know, dang it. You like beat that. me to it. Yeah, let's all get under Nelson. You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Margaret laughing. <laughs> she just giggling. <laughs> Great. I'm listening to you guys. I love it. Wait till you see that Instagram post. You're going to see what they're talking about. I will shield you. <laughs> yeah, that's Jeez. what. That's, that's the that's the new well, static. The thing, yeah, go ahead. The good thing is we know we're all alive still, so we didn't fall into the ground. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you for the call, Margaret. Appreciate you listening. Have a great day. Thank you. You guys have a good one. Keep all right. up the great yeah. rock. All right. Thank you. Thanks. If we had a phone screen in the nine o'clock hour. I wouldn't be doing this. Uh, it's not a rock. What's your name? Angel. Angel. Are you feeling any shaking? Yes, I did very much so. Why wow, was it like oh. a big one? All right, where what part of town are you in? Uh, oh, I'm actually nine in Sacramento. I'm over in Brentwood. Okay, so um, you're gonna have to help and us it, out. We're new, new to the area. Help. Where's help that far. at? So, so super East Bay, North Bay area. Uh-huh. How bad was the shakes? It said uh, like five. Um, it was nothing. Fell, well, it said five point seven, but then when I went to the um, site, it said it was four point six. Oh, and this Nothing says, fell, but everything was shaking pretty good. Oh, my God. That's mm. scare the living. Is this your first one? Oh, no. I've lived in California most all my life. I've been through many I of don't. them. Okay. All right. See, <laughs> like, like for me, you know, it's it's hurricanes, not a big deal, which uh-huh. would freak out everybody. Gators, not a big deal, would freak out everybody. <laughs> Here, it's earthquakes. I've only been in one in my life when I was a kid in Alaska. So this is, you know, forgive us for being new to town, but- right. Just, just give us a break. Let us get through a couple earthquakes so we won't freak out. Oh, anymore. and then we'll be dumb after that. Wait till I feel some shaking. Yeah, you'll be fine after oh. that. All right. Well, thank there you for nothing. thank you for the phone call. I appreciate just it. There nothing. No problem. Thank you. Like, I, like you said, you've got you come from hurricanes. I come from tornadoes. We go stand outside and watch them so we can get film of it. Nine Eight Rocks, the BS. What's your name? Hey, my name is Bruce. Hey, Bruce, uh, are you shaking somewhere? Uh, no, but I'm a, I'm a local firefighter here in the county. Uh, Oh, Just north of you guys. I'm in uh, Yuba County. Okay. And uh, uh, I can give you guys the heads up. It's an earthquake that was reported um, south of Isleton, 4.5 uh, uh, on the Richter scale. It's uh, four kilometers south southwest of Isleton. Uh, no damage currently noted. Um, no injuries. Um, if you guys are worried, um, get under the door jams. Mm-hmm. Take cover, protect mm-hmm. yourselves. Make sure that you guys aren't uh, near any uh, windows. Um, obviously, make sure you're not near anything that could spark anything. You know, gas, electric, um, 
stay tuned to the radio. If we're on the second floor, should we run down to the first one, or does it not matter? No. Uh, no. Not unless the building starts swaying or, you know, like the ceiling starts falling. Should, should we worry about, like, the after effects? Like, isn't that a thing? Like, afterwards, there's another aftershock. shake? Um, aftershock. There, there is always that potential for small aftershocks. Um, mm. However, looking at the current uh, earthquake um, G, uh, USGS website right now, um, there doesn't seem to be any large-scale aftershocks. Um, a great site for you guys to follow is earthquake.usgs.gov. Uh-huh. It's updated in real time from the U.S. Geological website. Okay. Um, hey, also, yeah, let, let, got, um, let me ask you this. You. Go ahead. Yeah, let, please. I'm sorry. Let me ask you this. Is uh, Oh, God, now I oh is, it, is, it not, is it abnormal to have an earthquake this far inland? Uh, no, actually, there's faults up and down California. Okay, because when I moved here, part of the deal was I wasn't getting any earthquakes. That's what I said. Ah. Oh, God, I mean, <laughs> guarantee that. Uh, no, you've got you've got major fault lines up and down California, including the San Andreas, um, and uh, the San Andreas has uh, part of a fault line which runs right through, um, uh, which kind of skirts the Sacramento, uh, the Greater Sacramento region. Awesome. Mm. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, sir, you've been a plethora of information, and we appreciate it. So. We would like to, your first name again? Uh, Bruce. All right, you're Earthquake Bruce. So next time the world shakes, you just call in and say you're Earthquake Bruce, and you go straight through to the top, and we put you on the air, okay? Yeah. Sounds good, guys. You guys be safe. All right. Thank you. You you too. Thank you. I feel better that Earthquake Bruce is on our team. He broke it down good. That was our first one. I know. We survived. You got out of your handicap story, too. Good. Uh I'll have to bring that up again. No, we won't. No. It is what it is. Right. I still don't have a decision. All right. We'll bring, I'll bring it up tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not going to have time today. All right. Fourth and final round of headlines. I want to tell you why you could be getting some freebies from Chick-fil-A and what Alec Baldwin is facing. All right. Get you those here in just a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. Outside of the earthquake that only a few people felt, fourth and final round of headlines. Good guys heating and air. Big thanks to the good guys. 530 Good Air. Nikki D. Free food could be coming your way. H7. My talk of the table is America's favorite fast food restaurant is, for the eighth year in a row, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is one of those restaurants that almost everybody agrees on. It's one of the best hands-down customer service. Their food's always good, hot, my, fresh. My pleasure. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently Chick-fil-A was sued, which I had never heard this story before yesterday, for $4.4 million because apparently during the pandemic, they started a delivery service, which I personally used several times. And what they did was they increased the prices of their menu items to give you that quote-unquote free delivery which is what they were offering during the pandemic so much so that they inflated the prices up to 30 percent more than what they originally were and they settled out of court with this lawsuit for 4.4 million dollars so if you are one of the people who went in on this lawsuit they're going to send you out free gift cards and uh, free cash they didn't say the installment payments but they're going to be sending those out stupid well it's yeah it's it's kind of a as you would say catch 2020 (laughs) Because as someone that sells something online, you know, with the my core caddy, you know, you make it, you make a choice. 
you know, there's so much money that you have to, like, there's an amount that you have to sell it for in order to cover your cost and to try to make some type of profit. Right. And then with shipping the way it is, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, uh, a a, a way to get people's interest in something is free shipping. Yes. So you have to up the cost. But if you up the cost, again, because of shipping and, and all that stuff, it's, I mean, it's, it cost me about $10 to ship one of these things. You know, yeah. so actually, I kind of lose money on mine because I I, I don't want to do this. The, you don't the, jack the price. The up. jack, yeah, the jack the price up mm-hmm. because it doesn't look good. Like any SEO would tell you, you know, company would tell you, it's like when you see that plus shipping mm-hmm. and that grayed out, uh-huh. it's almost kind of tricky. And then the next thing you know, you're getting charged seven ninety five or eight ninety five. You're like, that's ridiculous. I'll just go to the store, right? And if you don't get somebody online to buy it after one click, they're gone. You know, people don't go back to their cart or they're not going to go back. It's a one-click buy. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. Once you see that shipping, it's a deterrent. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to the story is to put that cost into the food. I'm guessing they just weren't upfront and, and transparent. Exactly. So now what they're doing is they're putting it on the website to say the food cost is being increased. Right. Why do they have to do that? You pay for convenience. Well, because people go, can sue now for whatever well, they want to sue think, for. Does that mean I could go to 7-Eleven and sue them because a can of Campbell's soup is $4 there when I could go down to Safeway and get it for two? That's a great point. That is a great point. But Do you, you know, side note for Chick-fil-A, they mm-hmm. just secretly, well, and actually there's a commercial, but they didn't make a big hoopah. They just uh, they just released like their first new sandwich in like a forever. There's They have a new sandwich out right now. What is it? It's very Southern, too, because it's got pimento cheese on it. I forget all the ingredients, but it looks delicious. That's not a new sandwich. We ate that sandwich like a month ago, remember? No, I just read a story about it. This was a new sandwich. It's been out for No, a remember? We were going to do a taste test and everything with the pimento cheese sandwich, and me and Nelson went and we tried it. Where was I? Oh, uh, you were at home. Hold on. Look, my wife sent me a thing. Chick-fil-A is releasing. I'm telling you, I had we, it. We took a video. We can show you the video of us eating the sandwich. Hold on. Just, just think about handicapped people. Hold on. Chick-fil-A is releasing a new chicken sandwich for the first time in nine years. Oh, Jesus, Rach. What? <laughs> When's the story from? August 15th. Oh, my God. In heaven, yes. <laughs> now, you would have had, like, He's you could have. argue me down about it, can I? Can I... I'm trying to stick up for my lady. Can I, she, I, I worked with one of these back in Atlanta, well, right? I'm trying to look out for you before you say that so you'll know it's, it's not new. We, we've eaten it. It's been out. Can I give you the get out of jail free card for if that happens ever again? And marry her for her research. What? <laughs> I'm saying you want the get out of jail free card for the next time if that ever happens. Yes. You just say, Nikki, we're a test market. Now it's gone national. Rachel right. must not have known that. What, what did he just say? <laughs> Yeah, because you're gonna remember that. Dude, He's not. You can't. You, don't come at me. You ain't handicapped people. I'm not. That's all I gotta to say. I'm just telling you. I was trying to look out for you before you kept going. You're like, no, no. You just wait. Why I'm don't like, you okay. go park at the front of the Bye. mall? <laughs> nope. I'm parking at the back. I'm walking. Look, it's a miracle. Do you want my second story? Not really. <laughs> well, I'm really upset on. about this Chick Fil A thing. Like, I, f- I feel betrayed. Like, my wife cheated on me. Like, yeah. She sent me the link and everything. She's very excited. I, was, I thought I had something. Test market, dude. We're a test market. But we had a whole conversation about it. We were going to do a bit. Nikki D, oh I don't we remember five minutes bit, ago. <laughs> but we decided not to because of the pimento cheese. I mean, this was a thing. Yeah. She's not getting dinner tonight. <laughs> She's grounded. <laughs> She's going to get a little spanking, but she likes that. Oh, <laughs> dirty girl. 
Did you say H8 already? Like, so we no, no, get... no. He said we're not going to do it. Oh, Look at the time. We don't okay. have time anyway. Well, I didn't know if he was joking about oh, that. Oh, Alec Baldwin might be back in trouble again. Yeah, that's it. We got to get out of here. <laughs> I know. Radio shows, are... Radio shows are fun when you can have fun. They are. <laughs> you know. All right. Any last minute calls, comments, concerns quickly? Anything on the text machine? 916-909-0985. Uh, if you got something good, if not, roll some credits, get out of here for a, what is it, Wednesday? Wednesday. Give us a minute. Hang on. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's the handicapped hater, Nikki D. Not true. <laughs> yeah. Not mm. true. If you're just listening like now, just go back to the podcast. It'll, <laughs> it'll make sense. Uh, there's Nelson. Big thanks to Kyle. All right. So uh, we're running late. We got to get out of here. Thanks to the earthquake. Um, you do have a couple in the text machine. We have time for that. Yeah. Yes. So, Nikki, is Nelson picky when you take the little diva to dinner, LOL? No, no I will say he is not. He is very generous with what he orders. He doesn't try to be all crazy. So, no. I, I got to tell you, the, the video that she posted of you. So fat. Yeah. Like, like wake up call fat. Like the show down the hall? No. Like. <laughs> Like, wow. Oh, you guys are on fire today. <laughs> Handicapped people and coworkers. I'm glad no. I'm not a part of these conversations. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't even put those two together. No. It was not he going said for fat. himself. Oh. Wow. So fat. Like, wake up call fat. Like, right. Just like that entire show. <laughs> You'd just think it'd be like, the end of everything. Like, every individual member of that show, yes. Mm. <laughs> it says, damn, I pulled a Nikki D and I totally spaced out that the song was playing. See, I knew it would happen. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Sex on Fire, Kings of Leon. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's the song you're listening for. Some more money in your pocket, $500 to be exact. When you hear it, be caller 18. We had a winner earlier. Nice gentleman. Very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, hindsight is 21 when you see people in mugshots, but it's better than being caught in a catch 2020. It's a catch 2020. So let me, let me, let me give you a little radio <laughs> break forth wall honesty here. So when you start a new show, it's, it's difficult, right? Mm-hmm. To, to develop an audience, turn it down a little bit. Yeah. It's bothering me. So it's, 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 it's difficult to develop an audience and, and come up with those little, uh, idiosyncrasies and mm-hmm. those little things that you have. And it just takes time. Yep. It's organic. Like you got to give us a chance. We've got to give you a chance, but more, you've got to give us a chance, mm-hmm. right? So these little things that when you guys respond, you know, like when I asked about the earthquake and you guys responded when, uh, you know, you're talking about the catch 21, like these different things that we've talked about over the last couple of days and weeks, it means a lot to me. So thank you for mm-hmm. doing that. That's, that's way cool. The more you do it, the more stuff we can do. Mm-hmm. Cause right now we can't do jack. No. So we got to kind of prove that you care. So thank you for doing that. Any more? One more? Uh, one more. You guys are big sissies, all because of Nikki's anti-disability stance. Shame, woman, shame. Yeah. We're not sissies. We've never been a part of an earthquake. Oh, I thought they were talking about the handicap. What the handicap thing have to do with anything? I don't know. I just think they murfed, uh, put everything together. They murfed them? Morphed them together. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> la, 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 They them all together. <laughs> it's the Murphs. <laughs> There's Handy Murph. <laughs> Morph. He won't come out of the shroom. <laughs> <God. laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Uh, Mickey's up next. Uh-huh. Enjoy. You got anything quickly? Yes, I do not dislike handicapped people. I right. love them. Mm-hmm. I just need to go for a walk, so can we get this done? All right, gotcha. <laughs> 
Look, have yourself a great day for the rest of your day. If all goes well, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. Have That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening.